0: All right, let's let's just get the shit on the road because I know everybody. Is, uh, so this was a podcast I wanted to do for a long time. It took me a while to kind of get stuff together and get you know good people together. That's the hardest part because uh, to have a discussion like this, you can't have uh, shit people uh, in, the, <laughs> for lack of a better term, in the. Uh, so before I start, for everyone listening. I just want to get. Uh, we have our our Fox News regular Chris Bonfoco down on the right. <laughs> hand corner. Uh, uh, Professor Jason McDonald has also done this before, and our our, our new to our panel, uh, Linda Pilatt, uh Also, the unique thing about everyone here is everyone's a small business owner. So, uh, for the topics that we're going to be discussing, it, it kind of, it's kind of really relevant to everybody here, um, and, and about this. And like I wanted to do this podcast earlier, but full disclosure, all the shit that was going on, I had to take a break from it, uh, yeah. for a, a good month because it was, I mean, for most Canadians who are actually paying attention to what's going on, uh, the last two years have not been, uh, very peachy to be a Canadian citizen,
1: uh-huh. a
0: concerned Canadian citizen, put it that way. Cause some people don't give a shit. Um, mm. but I mean, there's so much things to talk about, and we have four or th- four different unique uh, viewpoints. But I think, I think the first thing that, uh, that would be on the mind is like over the last two years of of the COVID and COVID aside, I think this is uh, out of COVID now. Um, is the the government overreach that uh, has been uh, had that's been taken and for some perceived, right? Because some people are on the other side of the, uh, the fence of this. So I wanted to, like, kick off the conversation. Maybe Linda can can start off. Like, why do some people, you think, think that the government hasn't overreached and has been acting in the best interest of people? Like, why is that on the, on the other side of the discussion, uh, rather than everyone being on board with, oh, yeah, the government's been overreaching? Well,
2: I mean, I think it has to do with um, just not wanting to see or just not being able to see. I, I, I Sometimes I think it's one and sometimes I think it's the other. <clears throat> I don't think people are meant to see it if they're not meant to see it because you'll have a conversation with them and they'll, it, it's almost like they're purposely not trying to understand, but I don't think that's what it is. I, I just think that they're not meant to see it because um, this is like a, a conditioning that's always been, we've always been subject to what the system tells us is, is right or wrong. Like we're told what the culture is. We're told what the norm is. And I think people just follow because they think the government doesn't have bad intentions. Like they they ask, why would the government do this to me? Or like, like they're acting in our best interests and they believe it because that's that's what they're told basically and and they just they're not thinking about it it's like before i was like more conservative-minded i was liberal and to me that means like you're just not paying attention you're not looking for answers you're not questioning the system you just have best intentions and and i think these people do have really good intentions i just don't think they know what they're doing and i don't think they're consciously aware of what's going on
0: basically like uh Professor Jay, because I know you have some experience in education. Do you think that this kind of was in the works for the last ten years, plus like putting people in the education system to more be more of a followers than leaders? Uh, uh, yeah,
3: I'm, I mean there's a there's a a lot of valid uh, literature about that. I'm not so much into education, but um I, I, I think I try to educate myself. I'm more on the um, social work um, service providing law enforcement side so I'm I work more with the huggy liberal minded progressive minded people I work in the field with people like that but like my friend Linda was mentioning I think that to some degree we took for granted that the system that we live in was a free system and when I say free I mean it was the kind of system where everybody had a say, everybody could bring their ideas to the table, everybody's voice was heard. Um, and I think over the last two years, we found out that it wasn't like that at all. Yeah, And it's never been like that, but we were, we were violently awoken to the fact that at any time, I don't speak for this country, I have friends in the U.S. who have a different perspectives. Mm-hmm. In this country, at any time, the government feels as though they can do something, they will do it. And because our memories as Canadians are very short. And so they're banking on the fact that if they do it at the right time in the election cycle, you will forget about the pain you went through prior to that coming election. Yeah. And throw a bunch of goodies at you to kind of make you feel like, okay, well, it all worked out in the sauce, right? It, it worked out in the end, though. You got everything back. Yeah. I know the liberals did that after 10, 10 or so years of just messing everything up, I'm talking from from McGinty to win. Um, prior to them, it was I believe it was the Conservatives, and prior to them was the NDP,
4: if I'm right.
1: Yeah,
4: in Australia. Um uh, It was Conservative. It was NDP. Then it was Conservative. You talking about <laughs> Ontario? Yeah, yeah. It was it was Bob Ray, and then it was um, um, Harris, Mike Harris.
1: Harris,
3: and then it was um, Dalton. That was McGinn, right? yeah. and mm-hmm. I think that we watched as over that period of time, that was about a fifteen to twenty year period, where people that we were electing into positions of power to make decisions for us as a province, they were constantly choosing not the people's will, but the will of whoever paid for them to get into office, right? And so I think now people have woken up to that. I think now too, there's more small business owners. And so, you know, when you are trying to run a business, you see the government literally interfering at every facet of it, <laughs> like making it harder for you to do what you're trying to do, <laughs> and still ending from you um, a lot just to run your business, I think that opened up people's eyes as well, right? A lot of us are independent contractors or have small businesses and mom and pop shops. Um, and so this these two years really showed us like, oh wait a minute, these guys aren't trying to help us. These guys are just trying to put as much clamps on us as possible and then shift the blame for everything. Back onto on the people. Yeah.
0: Uh, and now Chris, uh, bringing on to the point where, uh, Jason just said, where it's, do you think that it's a hundred percent like the people who are funding the campaigns are kind of almost making the decisions now as opposed to the actual p- politicians?
4: Yeah, they're controlled, but the oligarch controls them. The, I don't think that everyone in government is, um, it has nefarious intent. I believe there's good people, but there's bad players. And um, what's happening is if you, in anything, you follow the money, right? So we're getting a great Caribbean downpour right now. It's going to get loud in here. <laughs> so, yeah, what, what's, what's happening with these campaigns is Politicians. What is the job of a politician? I'll, I'll talk about. I'm a libertarian, so I don't like government to begin with. All right. <laughs> so the a politician's job is to get reelected, and that's it. Right? There's no such thing as unselfish acts. So I've said that on this show before. So when these people, oh, <laughs> Hi, so, Oh, he just saw Blade the back. Just playing at you? <laughs> so the these big big sponsors of these candidates they are in control like how are you supposed to accept money from let's say Pfizer yeah and then not back them up in your campaign you you can't do that that's going to be a conflict of interest so why is say Pfizer then sponsoring your campaign what is the intent of that and since when is it okay for business oligarch to back, and especially when it comes to media, backing political, you know, to back politicians. Yeah. Since when is that okay? Right? Like a, a campaign is supposed to be grassroots. Right? And when the, as government gets bigger and bigger and bigger, the oligarch is getting bigger and bigger behind them. So when you ask the question is, um, are the people pulling the strings in charge? I think absolutely. However, individual politicians have the opportunity to um, sway from that narrative, but do they really? Right? What happens to a liberal politician or a conservative politician or an NDP politician in Canada if they vote against the party line? What's the, even the purpose?
1: Yeah.
4: Right. What's so, even the purpose? Like I, I'm in the I'm in the conservative cabinet. But I disagree with this because my constituents in, in my consti- like I'm from Welland. Yeah. Welland had Peter Cormos for the longest time. I do not agree with Peter Cormos in any way, shape, or form. However, he was good for Welland. Mm-hmm. I would have voted for Peter Cormos because he was he fought for Welland. He mm-hmm. went against the NDP all the time.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: He was NDP and he went against them all the time. He represented mm-hmm. Welland. Mm-hmm. Right? But you you get kicked out of the party for that stuff. The only reason he didn't get booted out of the party is because the party got destroyed when Bob Ray lost.
0: Well, like um, if you look at the current conservative party, especially in Ontario, which I think is a complete mess, to be honest with you. um, When Doug Ford started doing things, a lot of his MPs started speaking out against him. And those are the same MPs now who are in turn running for the conservative leadership federally. Um, and some of them are even like, uh, I know there, there's an MP out in Kingston, Randy Hillard, who was very vocal during the whole thing. Now he's under investigation for like nine criminal charges for his, uh, well, I their, his quote, quote involvement with the freedom convoy. But like, it wasn't even, you know, the charges are, are pretty much bogus in my opinion. So, I mean, it's very evident what you're saying is true. The minute you speak out against it. Like Doug Ford was axing people like you're not in the caucus anymore. So so your political career almost depends on whether you're willing to go along instead of representing the people in your area or your constituents.
4: Right. Like I said, if you repre- if you don't represent the party, you get kicked out. Now your job as a politician is to get reelected. So mm-hmm. if I'm a conservative politician in a conservative area and I speak out against the government because I'm representing my constituents and I get kicked out, well, what happens in the next election cycle? I don't have the money in order to right. run a proper campaign. Right. And whomever the conservative rep is, the people look at it. Now, this was an argument my father made with me in regard to Peter Cormos was that Welland federally and provincially would always vote NDP. And other than Bob Ray time, Welland never has any representation in the government because NDP is weak federally and historically they're weak provincially. Yeah. And so if you have a rep from the party that has no power, you have no say. Your your entire constituent is constituency is blank. Yeah.
0: Right. And then going back to the mainstream media thing. Uh, i want to ask linda uh do you think that uh like if i was to evaluate the, the let's let's take the news networks right uh let's go as cp24 the, the constant propaganda 24 that's what i call them because that's <laughs> 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 right uh cctv if we trace back to where they're owned they're all owned by bell right and then if we go back into the other news networks they're owned by rogers then we have the cbc I mean, going back to what we were just saying, do you think that those are really the the things that are pulling the strings right now in terms of how the narratives are going in society? I think
2: everything is connected. And like you guys are talking about all these politicians. I recently started to uh, know a few of them or whatever, not to know them personally, but I mean to kind of listen to what they're all saying and stuff like that. I don't think they have any power I think who's really in power are the billionaires of the world. I think they've always been uh, like the Rockefellers or uh, Pfizer uh, owned by BlackRock and Vanguard. They also own the media outlets. Yeah. Um, all the politicians that are put into place, I think it's all fake. I think um, Trudeau being elected is fake. I think Biden being elected is fake. I think this war is fake. I just think everything is fake. <laughs> like, I, 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 I honestly do. Like I think this is all orchestrated by people who have real power before we had lobbying for corporations, corporations are now running the world. It's not governments like governments can't do anything. There's people with way more power than Trudeau, people with way more power than Biden. Like the powers of the world is not in the politician's hands. I just well, don't believe it anymore. Well, And, and
0: <laughs> I think you're right. If you A good example is let's take a look at Florida in the U S right now. Right with um the don't say I don't understand the phrase of it. Don't say gay bill. It's stupid. Don't say gay. Yeah, yeah. That 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 is just a, a way to twist. Uh, it's a pejorative. The, yeah, it's a way to twist people's thinking into the. <laughs> yeah. But uh, like for those who don't know what the hell it is, basically it's uh, it's a bill that Desantis, who I think is a gangster by the way, I like that guy a lot, uh, put yeah, into like play name that, name um, that um you can't teach people uh kids from kindergarten to grades three anything about sexual gender, gender orientation, et cetera, et cetera, which I completely agree. I have young kids. Uh, I know, uh, you know, Chris does too. And so does Jay. Mm-hmm. Um, like I don't want my kid learning any of that from K to three. Right. Uh, that's just, and that's my, bit. so I, I, I agree with the, the bill, but then let's look at who's pushing back against it. Well, it's not necessarily the LGBT, whatever the fuck other uh, letters there are, right? I don't know them, but it's Disney. <laughs> wow. it's, it's fucking Disney. It's Walt Disney. Walt Disney has now taken a position where they are saying, we are going to push back against a piece of law. But when, Disney
2: is in the World Economic Forum as well, aren't
0: they? Well, I would put money on it. But my, yeah. my point being is, why is... A corporation getting involved in lawmaking—they're well, not. Can, Sorry, can go I, ahead, Jay. Can, can,
3: can I throw my hand in there? Yeah, this, this is not a new thing. This is historical. Yeah, Hudson's I know. Bay, Hudson's Bay Company, one of the oldest corporations in Canada. They're the company that helped establish Canada as a nation. Um,
4: India it, Trading Company.
3: Yeah, right. Um, so you have to. You have to look at it like it has always been the case that people with capital run things. The reason being, if there's no money to start things, there's no money to pay for advertisement, if there's no money to um, get things done, get the ball rolling, to grease the wheel, then nothing happens. Like you said, you mentioned politicians. Um, The system of government that we have is designed to give you, the person, the everyday person, the feeling that what you say and what you think matters, right? But really and truly, if all of us were put in positions of power and authority, because we know that that's always fleeting and that changes, as soon as the government comes in, they bring in some other sets of rules, the best way to manage that is to stack the deck. That's why most people, most organizations, most corporations, they just put money on both on both piles, right? Yeah. They don't necessarily only contribute to the liberal, NDP, or conservative. They contribute to all, right? Because if you have everybody in your pocket, it doesn't matter who becomes, governor, who becomes the running government, right? Yeah. And so it's just historically been that way. Like, it's not – I don't look at it like it's a conspiracy. Or fake, war has always been about potential for money, commerce, um, the ability to keep money and keep my country from being overrun and being controlled, uh, getting people get my assets or my resources, right? And so you said war is fake and some of that. I kind of see your point, but I also see that there's just a historic precedent for All these things have always worked this way. And it's only really in the modern age where we have been given, probably in the last 200 years, you've been given this idea that what we want matters and what we say matters, especially us in this part of the world, right? In North America, the Western Hemisphere, we really believe hey, we have a say, we control what our government does. And then our government makes these other people do these things. When you think about it, like, we sold the 407 to a corporation after we built it, right? Yeah. And so now, what we built with our tax dollars, we now have to pay into at some of the craziest rates.
0: Just to use.
3: Just to use it. And then if we don't pay our 407 bill, our government comes after us. To now make sure that private organization that owns it now or has leased it, or however you want, or however it worked out,
4: they it's now private, course, it's a private corporation in Spain. So if a right. company in Spain doesn't get paid their money, right. the Canadian government can take your license away. Right. So now our livelihood is
3: being affected by a corporation who bought something for pennies on the dollar that our tax dollars built. Right. And it's just like this shuffle game, right? And so that wasn't necessarily like a new thing. It's kind of always been that way. Yeah, I understand. Well, I think, so, I, think
4: so. I think there's a new paradigm, though. Like you're you're on the right track, Jay. Like I, I I agree with you that it's always kind of been these oligarchs taking care of things. But you you said something really key in there, and it was about mm-hmm. you know how the, these they'll say like my country, like how I can stop my country from being overrun. Unfortunately, that doesn't exist anymore with these mm-hmm. oligarchs. They have become so powerful and because the world has become so interconnected that these oligarchs, they the the, the oligarchs that are in charge of everything, like uh, Linda brought up uh, BlackRock, right? These companies have more money than any company in the history of the world has yep. ever had. The East India yep. Trading Company, as huge as it was during the British Empire, is mm. nothing compared to these organizations. Yep. I agree. And, now there's no concern anymore for the sovereignty of the individual or the sovereignty of individual nations. These mm-hmm. corporations who are funding everything, and they—you're right—they are funding all three parties. They're, they're, um, they're, they're funding both the Democrats and the Republicans, like the, the in the United mm-hmm. States, the the establishment Republicans, like Lindsey Graham and what's what's his face, buddy, the the guy with the. Oh, uh, um, I know you're talking about. Yeah, yeah,
3: with the glasses. from from right,
4: Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, I know his name. It's Mitch not, McConnell. Yeah. Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell. There you go, Turtle Mitch. So, <laughs> so these people they don't—they don't, they have no concern with the, with their constituents. They have no concern with the people. The corporations have no concern. It's all about their wealth and control. I mean, World War II was funded on both sides yes. by the same people, right? And, uh, you know, so I think like, you're right. Like that's how it's always been. I think it's just, we're in an extreme situation at this point where, um, it, it's, it's, it's almost like a do or die situation for the people. Because in, And you said in the West that, um, we've had this feeling that we do control our governments and, and you can't convince me that the United States constitution is the most brilliant document ever written. Right. And Um, The the entire way that they have their government set up with with that constitution, the checks and the balances are absolutely incredible. And um, the fact that they aren't abiding by it, that does take away. I mean, the last bastion of sovereignty for the individual truly is the United States. And um, if the United States goes down... The only solution is is the countries are too big that everything has to be broken up and made small. If the individual is ever going to have sovereignty again,
3: yeah, and, that's uh, that's a that's a that's an interesting point. I, I mean, I your I Ke- point.
0: Quebec wanted to be free for a while. Let's give it to them. Yeah.
3: <laughs> no, well, I I don't I don't think I think you're right about the the Declaration of Independence and the American Constitution being some of the greatest. Um, Documents for the aspirational ideas of the human individual right powers, but I know that they've always fallen short of that. It's it was it's an aspirational document because pretty much as soon as they put it into place, they found ways to limit with amendments and limit people's the
4: individual's rights, and then right. But who people, was responsible for that? Right, it was the that's oligarchs what I'm who were
3: paying exactly, exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. So it's like. And the and the men who wrote it would be considered in this day oligarchs, right? Yeah.
0: Or or, ra- or racist and misogynists and fringe I mean, minorities. I won't, I won't I won't judge, I won't
3: judge no. them. I won't judge them by our standards at this time because they were men yeah. of their Thank time. Thank you, Jay. That's presentism,
4: right? right? People yeah. suffer right. presentism.
3: Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they were men of their time. Yeah. They they wouldn't they wouldn't get elected to. Well, I mean, who knows? They might not get elected today. Right, and they were misogynists. They were racist. They were they were t- probably terrible people to certain kinds of people, but we'll move that aside. They will be considered to be oligarchs now, right? Because they're men of, of power, men of wealth, men of influence. That's why they were able to have the leisure to sit down there and and create these documents, right? And they were able to divide up the country because they were the people who had the the means to do it, right? And you know, I do think we are seeing the decline of the U.S. in our time. And I don't know who's going to replace it, right? I think it's going to be an amalgamation of different countries and stuff. But I'm not really worried because, like, like I'm, I'm, I'm kind of with Linda in the sense that, like, it's not really – someone else just pick the game up. It's yeah. like when Michael Jordan left the league, in came LeBron. You know
4: what I mean? Well, i came Kobe, but anyway. Sorry,
2: sorry. You know
3: what? You're right. You're right. Who's, who's that person going right.
2: to be? That's what I want to know. Who's that person yeah. going to be? Is it going to be Elon Musk or something? Because I don't trust him either. Uh, well, <laughs> well, well, you know, everyone, everyone. he's talking, uh, he's putting his nose in politics and he has his say and he's doing things like buying Twitter because, yeah. you know, the First Amendment and – um, he's also developing shit like Neuralink.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Trust- well, exactly. Like, I, I, and I'm a, I'm <laughs> actually a huge fan. I, like I have his fucking book right there. I can see it. I'm a huge fan of the guy in terms of his business acumen and where he's come. But it's hard to completely j- j- jump on board with him, like kind of Linda said, where he's doing these things where he's buying Twitter because we know that he has that um, free speech kind of point to him where he he encourages that but then with the technology that he's developing as well that technology inherently exactly that technology inherently reduces freedom and individual sovereignty and rights as well because of the nature of how that technology works right and one of the things that i well, i pay attention to and all people don't if if you've ever been awake at fucking 4:30 a.m. And looking at, the stock. at that
4: time every day, man, I, I wake up at four. Okay. Fuck
1: off.
0: If you ever wake, I wake at 4.30 AM and you look at pre-market before the stock market opens. This is hours and hours and hours before the stock market opens. There are multiple times where I've been up cause I got to get up early and I look at it and you have things that are down seven, eight, nine You're like, who in the fuck? is trading stocks at that time of morning. And it's not the retail investor. It's not the me. Yeah. It's not you because I'm not allowed. My accounts don't allow me to trade at mm-hmm. after hours or pre-market or that kind of things. Mm-hmm. Those are computer digitized machines by the exact same companies that Linda was talking about. Vanguard, uh, BlackRock, all of those guys who are look—they have all these algorithms set, ready to go, and they're changing money. And the, the, the fucked up part about that is like you'll open your app, a regular person wakes up at maybe like 8 o'clock or 6, open it, freak out that they're about to lose all their fucking money when the market opens. And they'll make an impulsive decision to do something like sell or whatever. And 9.30 and the market opens, the thing is back in the green up 10% right? Mm-hmm. re, re and, and so when we talk about control, who's actually controlling the things, when you look at something as simple as a day-to-day stock market, five days a week, that happens every fucking day. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can guarantee every day you look at there, there's that manipulation of regular people like us before we're even allowed to engage in that kind of th- conversation. You know what I mean? But I, th- I think there's
3: something really important because I, I think that, um, what these last two years have shown me is that money is not real. No. The, when I say not real, it's not based on.
2: It's not backed up by gold. It's just paper. Right.
3: Yeah, that too. It's not. It's f- it's fiat. It's it's paper. It's it's whatever. It was, whatever backed up by the U.S. Are. military. That's there. What we about. go. Whatever they say it is, that's what it is. I mean, to somebody, I was listening to a lecture about cryptocurrency, and um, a gentleman who was talking about the 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 need for it and and the validness of it was making a really good argument and he pretty much talked about the fact that nothing is worth anything unless it's, it's a rare resource that cannot be duplicated and repeated and right. And so I sat there and I thought to myself, like, if anything, we saw that over the last two years, we saw our government come to us and say, Hey, we want you to stay home. Oh, don't worry. Don't worry, you're not gonna go broke. You're not gonna lose your house. Don't worry, we're gonna give you money to keep you at home. Prior to that, people, there was like a buzzword called universal income, right? It was buzzing around intellectual circles, the university circles, we need universal income, we need universal income. People are like, no, it's no way, it's too expensive, we can't do it. All of a sudden, we want you to stay home, we're gonna give you universal income. And businesses, guess what? We're going to give you some money too. Don't feel like we left you out. Oh, we were, a them. For-
4: we were We were told we can get a loan.
3: Yeah. It's, well, yeah. Chicken I hogs. mean, yeah. It wasn't. <laughs> it was a loan. Here's sixty thousand dollars, and you only got to pay back forty. So wow, wow. We got we got money from the government. Wow, wow, we can keep our thing afloat. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry about it.
4: I told them to go fuck themselves. I did, and called them chicken <laughs> hogs. Right there
3: you go. Right. But see what what we saw over the two years was everything that we said, pe- everything people asked for, they're like, no way, it's too expensive. All of a sudden it was given to us to control our behavior. We don't want you to go outside. We don't want you to leave. We don't want you to go to work. We don't want you to be, just stay home. We'll give you money to stay home. Everyone's like,
0: money to stay home.
3: Okay. Got yeah. Netflix. I got all the social media I need. Right. I stay in my house. We told landlords, you can't kick people out. We told landlords, you can't raise rent. Right? We told people who are depending on the ebb and flow of an economy, hold on and wait. And the people who we didn't want to while out go crazy and start robbing and burning stuff down, we told them, don't worry, we're going to give you enough money to keep you at home and cause you not to go crazy. I work, work in law
2: enforcement. Like everything else, they, they give you these little rewards, these little yeah. morsels every once in a while. Right. Who was it? Some sort of, uh, was it Stalin or something? I think he like uh, he did something violent to a bird, and then he put out little uh, pellets for it to eat, and it, it followed behind. He said, as right. long as you give them a little bit of crumbs, they forget what you did to, right. it, to
3: them. Is
2: yeah. that what they're doing that's,
3: to us? Exactly. Because I work in law enforcement, and I can tell you, crime was not up during those two years. <laughs> no, It
1: no, was definitely. not
3: up. <laughs> Because we knew people who were staying home. The people who would normally be feeling like I'm desperate, I need to rob somebody because I lost my job and my kids are home. It's like, no, 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 don't worry. Stay home. And yeah. so where was that money coming from that they were printing to put in the checks and send out to people? Where was that money coming from for the loans that they were giving out to these businesses?
0: It's coming from our, ki- It's coming from my, my kids and your kids and Chris's childs and it's coming from it, their it, futures. It's
3: coming from the future that we don't know if it'll ever be paid back right because you start talking about trillions there is no tr—there there's no S- scrooge mcduck with a room with a trillion dollars <laughs> it's just numbers in a computer right yeah and so to me but uh, you know maybe i'm pessimistic but when i watched it i was like oh wait a minute this whole money game thing is really it's really fake it's not
4: real it's like uh, and- the worst part about it is how the media has covered it too. Like you, cause in, like, I don't know, I, I don't follow a lot of Canadian media right now, but
1: mm-hmm.
4: I, I try to keep up to date. But when they talk about how much money, you know, the Biden inflation, right. And how much the inflation is in the United States with how much, because you get all, all those omnibus packages that they did in the U S
1: mm-hmm.
4: as bad as that looks, Canada is like five times worse. Yeah. Yeah. Canada printed so much more money. And you guys made an interesting point when you're talking about, like, well, money, like, what is it? I don't know. Are you guys familiar with what's going on with the Russian ruble right now? Yeah. 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 Okay. Right. So, like, they put in these sanctions on the Russians, and then Putin just decided, you know, go fuck yourself. You want my oil? They're the biggest oil producers in the world. Mm -hmm. You want my oil? You got to buy rubles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's happened? All the things that the ruble dropped, like 70% in those first couple of days, it's right back to where it was. Why? Because it's backed by gold.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: And, and, yeah. and so, like, and you you sorry, can't knock you I... can't, yeah, you you can't knock it off. And just one other point I want to make too, and Jason, you're saying, like, in law enforcement, how crime was down because everybody was at home and people were giving money. An interesting thing here in Belize was they instituted a curfew, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, it's a third world country. So, you know, crime can get pretty bad. So they instituted the curfew and it was from at first, when I first got here, it was from 8 PM until 5 AM. Okay. So and bars would all close at like six thirty. You couldn't purchase alcohol after 6 PM. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so anyway, they, they bumped it up a little bit, times changed, whatever. And then it was about, um, November, December government, finally came out like the curfews are all gone and everything here now but the um the government came out and said in like December yeah we know the curfew is not changing anything for the disease. It's actually it's helping with crime because people aren't right. working and there's the the crime has gone way down. As right. soon as they lifted the curfew right. crime went back up crime. Yeah. Right. Right. Right.
3: And, and and that's what's and that's what's happening in the US right now, right? They're experiencing a crime wave um, it's. I don't know if it's. It hasn't really gone the same way for us, but generally, we we follow their patterns to some degree. It takes time. It's a lag, right?
4: Yeah.
0: Um, well, are well, well,
4: generally more passive. Well, while really are, yeah,
0: are. yeah, we're pa- we are. We While are. we're on the money topic, this this has kind of just happened recently. Uh, uh, the the liberals and the NDP formed this uh, like I guess coalition, <laughs> right? Uh, and. Um, to, to put it plain and simple for people who do are not, who not want to follow, like, why? Basically, why it is, is the NDP has, if, if you look at their kind of outline of how they want to govern, they have these ridiculous spending um, ideas, put it that way, um, that traditionally, if you were to vote for them and they were to be in power, probably wouldn't fly in terms of, but, like, it would probably, whatever the COVID debt was, the NDP's plans would probably put, make the COVID debt look like fucking very small, right? Mm-hmm. So in order for Trudeau to stay in power, he's made this deal with the NDP. If they back him uh, with their no confidence votes and in return with this budget that he put out yesterday, it will reflect some of what they want to get done. Mm-hmm. Um, looking at that budget, I mean, I'm not a fucking mathematician, but it puts us in way, way more debt, and as four, it'll
4: balance itself,
0: actually, it'll balance right? itself. To the, <laughs> no, like, and, and as for business owners, right? Uh, for small business owners, when that shit needs to get paid back, it always falls back onto the small businesses, right? Mm-hmm. And like, I know Linda, you just opened up your shop. How much does it concern you? Um, like for in terms of your future and your business's future that, you know, they're planning on spending all this money that, you know, really who's going to have to pay it back is the small business person. And, you know, you've gone into so much debt, etc. just getting yourself off the ground. Now, you know, over the next 10 years, you're going to be looking at increased rates for all the kind of things that you just need to make a living just to help pay that shit back.
2: Honestly, I'm not even thinking about that in the future. I, I think really, I'm looking more towards right now. My eye is on the World Economic Forum, the people who are running everything. I'm not looking to the NDP or the Liberals or anyone like that. I oh, think so. our world is going to be very, very different from what we knew, and and drastically. So, I don't think um, I don't think I'm really <laughs> thinking about that. I, I'm yeah. thinking about this fourth industrial revolution that everyone's playing along with like to me i could see the governments are playing along like trudeau is definitely playing along
0: you know someone
2: asks him a question and he answers a different answer to the question like and no one's calling him out on it and no one's asking him the questions that we're all saying like all of us who are on the same team saying why are we doing things this way why aren't we talking about this the conservatives who are, are looking to him for answers are not asking my question. So yeah. things are just going to go in the direction that they're going to go. And I don't mean to be doom
1: and gloom. Or, no, no, you
2: no, know, no,
0: no, you're not. I, the, the, that world economic forum was something I want to touch on later, but you said something very important there uh, that I wanted to kind of bring out and talk about was like when Trudeau answers the question, there's something he does. Really well. Keep
2: saying science, but the science is telling us it's over. Well, and no one's calling him out on it. No one's saying, "Hey, look at our doctors, Doctor So and So, Doctor So." -so." Like all these epidemiologists, the CDC, who, whatever. No one's saying anything.
0: It's like Chris Chris has brought this up before when we talked before. It's the language that he's using, and the language that not just Trudeau is using, but multiple multiple politicians in the same kind of role. Uh, When I say role, I mean the same associations so that like you were talking about Linda with the WEF so my examples would be Biden and Kamala Harris uses the same rhetoric uh Trudeau uses it oh Mark- the
2: same phrases these yeah. catchphrases over and over and over you'll hear it from every news station the exact word for word phrase yeah. and they'll say it over and over and over until the people who are watching and following are saying repeating after them they're and, programming
1: people
0: and even <laughs> it's a literal even- program And even in Europe, too, uh, a good example is the Marcon character from, or what, Marcon or whatever the fuck, the, uh, the French, yeah, France for the French, French 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 prime minister. Yeah, um, Australia uses the same language and Chris was very in tune with this and I wanted to, to see if you can expand on like the rhetoric and the language used that's being used now in relation to, you know, you know, those of Adolf Hitler and those other evil fucks who did terrible things in the past, um, how can we draw the comparisons and and basically use that as an example for what's to come?
4: People have very pliable minds. Uh, has anyone in this group read the book called Influence by Dr. Anthony Cialdini? No, I haven't. No, I've heard of it. I haven't read it. I've read it. I've, I've, I've applied it. <laughs> Because I I would use it in sales and in business. uh, Because, you know, people are, in a way, the book reduces us almost all to automatons, like we all have different, different things that trigger us to respond in a specific way. So I'll use the law of reciprocation as an example here. This is one that's in the book. So, if you go back to the 1980s and you think of the Hare Krishnas, right? Is they, I don't even know if they're around anymore, but.
0: Oh, they're um, around.
4: <laughs> are they? Okay. Well, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a country boy, right? Yeah. So, um, so the, the Hare Krishnas, what they would do is they try to get donations. So, they go and they sing their song, and people would just ignore them. So, what they started to do was they started to give people flowers, okay? And they'd be asking for money and they'd give you a flower. People would take the flower, but once they take the flower, they felt compelled to give something back. Right. right? And so they, they would strategically do this and they give the flower and many, many people, not everybody, but many, many people would, fine, get away from me. Here's some money. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've done that here in Belize a lot of times. Right. So like I, I go somewhere, I'm a white dude. They see a white dude. They see money. They like, hey, give me money. Like I've had people walk up to me just with like their out. Like, like, for fuck's sake. Anyway. <laughs> the, the, so, the, they we need feel to get you tan,
3: Chris. We need to get you a nice tan. It's. <laughs> I'm, I'm dark, bro. You should see me right now. You can't tell from the white light, but. No, no man, I, you I see. I, no, you are darker. You are darker from last time.
0: Jason, he's been there for two fucking years. He ain't getting any darker. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've
4: been here a year, but anyway. The, so anyway, that's the law of reciprocation. That's just one of the things. There's many of them, like the law of social proof, right? social proof is like well this is here this is this is what i'm doing and this guy says that it's this is good and therefore now i believe it right that's that's just an example of two of them that's in that book they're applying this psychology on people all the time and then this is nothing really new like cialdini came out with this book and it's by the way i highly recommend you read it you're in business mm-hmm. read that book it's a fantastic mm-hmm. book it makes you smart with your language but um, as far as the rhetoric goes is they're dividing on purpose, right? Like mm-hmm. you know, people talk like Linda, you brought up, you know, like liberals, conservatives, like, I don't even like that terminology anymore because none of it matters. I'm a liberal, by the way. Like I'm not a, what they call a liberal today. Yeah. right? I'm a, li- I'm a libertarian, but right. the, the, you know, anyway, that they're othering everybody with the, with the language. So like, you can just go down like with, with Trudeau, right? Talking about how does a politician get away with saying these people take up space? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, uh, yes. smokes, right? right? Like this comes right out. Like I studied Joseph Goebbels in university. That was my focus, the propaganda minister of the Nazi party. And yeah. language is so important. And more importantly is people will hear the language the first time. And they will think like, huh. That doesn't seem right, but then they hear, again, they hear it again, and 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 they hear it again. And repetition, they just now automatically believe that's that's just so. You know, you watch Game of Thrones. You remember, uh, yep. you remember the the Dothraki when um, uh, Daenerys was in in the with tent the girls early it on. Is, yeah, the oh. girls are like, it is known. Yeah, it's it is known. known. Yeah. That's that's kind of what we're going right now. Right. If you don't take if if you don't take a jab, you know, you're a bad person. It is known, right? Right, right. like. Yeah. And you take up space and the science, like Linda, you brought that up, How they keep saying the science, like it it doesn't matter anymore because they keep saying they've repeated it so many times. And when it's on an authoritative source, like, you know, I don't even know how CNN could possibly be considered an authoritative source. So the CBC, I mean, how arrogant is Canada to think that a government sponsored news organization is actually giving a fucking (laughs) <laughs> part of my life like, well, that's so, dumb, well, we're dumb different canadians. We're, canadians we're just different yeah we're different we're the only ones that that's ever never been propaganda like yeah. come on right
0: well so, uh, sorry so, sorry sorry to interrupt you but i just wanted to like trudeau's ba- main line and it seemed to have worked for him for a lot of the people who who are not freely thinking is is this line of we're all in this together like canadians have all been in this together the whole time and the whole time classic, he,
4: that's classic fascist rhetoric. He,
0: yeah. And he says it every, every, every time you bring him a question, it doesn't even have to be about COVID. It could be about fucking finance. But Canadians have been through this together the whole time for the last two and a half years, all been were and it. He says it so much that like there was, I think I mentioned this to you once Chris, where I was, I was in the car and I, and they were playing the fucking interview with that douchebag, and he's fucking saying this thing, and for like a small moment, I'm like, I almost believed it, and I'm like, fuck no, stop, Ashley, stop, <laughs> right? Because, because because I, I'm hearing it all the time on you know constant propaganda twenty four on any fucking station you turn on. You sit in a doctor's office waiting. It, it's there. It's playing. It's playing. It's playing. And for I think for the common person, the person who works a nine to five. They don't have to concern themselves so much with critical thinking because the life is kind of, you know, wake up, go to work, come home, watch. And some people
2: are really comfortable with that. Yeah, like, I, I, I was telling you about an argument I was having with my mother-in-law. She's like, I'm happy following the mainstream. I'm like, yeah. but I just told you about World Economic Forum. And she's like, Oh, I'm not into American politics. I'm like, It's not politics and it's not American. It's yeah. the World Economic and, Forum. And
0: I think the crossroads we kind of have met with the language now is that you have people who were used to a routine, right? They were used to doing things in their life and the routine kind of got thrown off. And now they're kind of looking, How do I get back to that? Well, if I listen, <laughs> if I simply just listen, I can get back to that, right? Because being well, uncomfortable. Is not something that a majority of people are used to. That's why they are a worker. They work for companies. They don't have their own kind of yeah. But, as long, but, but long, go ahead, Jay. Well, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, you know that we were
3: engineered and trained to do. You know, this started from junior kindergarten.
0: Yeah, I know that. I was
3: gonna say the same thing. Right. Yeah. Right. So it's like our education system. Like, um, and Blaine could probably speak on this because I know she spent some time in Japan. Right, living there, right? Um, I saw how much groupthink and group influence steers a country, right? Because I was there in 99 to 2001, and we were, they were in a recession, right? But you wouldn't know that because they didn't talk about it, right? Yeah, they were encouraging people to do things which is good for the whole economy. They were saying that the hammer that sticks out gets hammered, a nail that sticks out gets hammered down. That was a common thing, right? Go along with it. Go along with flow. You know, your wow, like your your harmony, you must come in line. And so, like I said, over these last two years, I think people who were not really radical figures, like I, I know, Chris, you've always been the kind of person that's kind of just been like, hey, wait a minute, I'm thinking about this thoroughly, right? In our conversations, even in your approach to business, you know, um, you and Blaine have always been like, mm, no, there's a right way to do this and there's a wrong way to do this, right? And I want to do the right way, right? Just in my interactions with you, right? And I think over the last two years, we saw how slowly, like you guys mentioned, the group think the voice became more and more powerful. When people yeah. started asking, hey, why Why are they going to have to lock things down? This is Canada. What are you so worried about? Why are they... It's it's a fluke. Like I remember when this first started, I remember a guy that we used to train with Peter, he's a pharmacist, and he was saying, Do you know the likelihood if you get into this thing is like one to the twenty fifth power? Like he was like, Do you know like he, he was talking just mathematics, like, you are not gonna die from this. Like this is not something to be concerned about. People are like, No, no, it's it's killing people, it's ki-. and I remember I'd listen to people say this stuff, and I'd go on Ontario, on Health Ontario website, and i look up the percentage of people that died, and it listed it by numbers of ages, right? And it was everybody over 70,000 people or so. Everybody else is in the hundreds. Some people were in the tens. I'm talking about for the
4: entire time of COVID. Yeah. Well, there was there was a CTV did a, did a segment. Where they put up a, a graphic and it showed all the COVID deaths in Canada and they broke it down to age and it was like 99 percent of people 80 and above. That's what I'm and saying. They, and it was like 15 seconds on the screen and they deleted it. Right, yeah. right. Because of like people, people
2: on the internet, bang, they took pictures and it went right. out. So this is the what demographic that would normally pass from like just an annual flu as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what the thing is? The
3: information is there. And so when we talked about people and, you know, like, uh, most people, like you, like someone from the time mentioned, they're lazy, right? Like, the information is there. It's not even like they're hiding it. You just have to go on the website with health statistics and you'll see, like, how much people are dying, what are their ages, right? Right. how many kids have been infected, how many adults have been how many seniors have been infected. You know, it's like, like we're not even I think we're at about one percent, one point eight percent death rate in Canada, right? Out of
4: the people that have gotten it, and not even half the population has gotten COVID yet? Oh, and they're counting that. everybody too. They're not yeah. like so like the um I was reading a document um the other day about when they say when they break down like the people jabbed and the people not jabbed and how many cases there have been and how many deaths there's been. Do you know they count the cases? from people from December 2019 to December 2020 and they all count as unvaccinated in right. uh, sorry unjab
0: well right. th- this comes um, back to in, the, in the, the lang- language that i was talking about right yeah. um, there there's okay there's the statistics and we all we all all i think all th- four of us here can agree that they're all flawed they're not legitimate statistics but you can make numbers no, look like it. you can make numbers yeah you can
3: but you know i'm not saying they're flawed what i'm saying is
4: they're there for you to make your own choice
0: yeah but i i am saying i'm saying they're fucking flawed but here's where <laughs> I,
4: here, well, <laughs> I think no what i think what the two of you guys are saying is like jason's saying the numbers are there but the problem is the numbers that people give you to read which is what ashton's saying are misleading Yes. Right. So, and like, they'll they'll play with the numbers on the mainstream, the authoritative sources, and they'll mm-hmm. they'll play with them so that people get convinced that oh my god, this is the most terrible thing. But if you right. take the time yourself to look at the numbers, it's not what the mainstream is saying. But how many people have the time to do that? Like, like Ashton, you were saying that the yeah. nine to five worker, he just doesn't care. He doesn't have the so, time. Yeah. Right? And and like and you and were saying, Linda, like I, you know, I want to be in the mainstream. I find it easy, right? Like. Mm-hmm. That's that's what it
0: is, and so here's like, the, one part, of the biggest problem. Sorry, sorry,
4: one more no, no, thing. As a libertarian, that frustrates me because freedom is lost because the individual doesn't take responsibility for their own. Right, right.
0: and so right. here here here's the part that, that that got me the most, and I and this is where I my eyes were open the whole time, but this is where my eyes really opened within the last you know six to eight months when it comes to this language and the rhetoric that was being used is when. They decided they were going to start reporting people who are jabbed and not jabbed the infections daily, right? So, when, and so I did this as a little bit of a thought experiment for myself where I shouldn't have, it probably infected my mind with this bullshit too much. But I would, (sighs) I would daily, I would go and I would fucking look at the statistics. I would look at the total number. So they would say, let's even number 2,000 people were infected today. Of those 2,000 people, uh, 550 were unvaccinated. And that would be the end of the story. So therefore, they were using statistics to manipulate you to think that, oh, the majority are unvaccinated. They wouldn't mention how many are vaccinated. They won't mention how many are undisclosed. They
4: mm-hmm. won't
0: mention how many are the, – the, the only mention was – and this is where language comes back in unvaccinated because what was the purpose of the last eight months get as many people vaccinated as possible how do we do that we make it seem like everybody who's unvaccinated is dying and everybody vaccinated is staying safe well the narrative fell apart in what november when yep omicron omicron and megatron and all the other fucking (laughs) autobots came in and (laughs) everyone was getting infected and what every day you look what happened? The vaccinated were catching the virus more than their statistics would show. And then what happened two months later? Oh, we're going to stop reporting. We're going to stop reporting vaccinated, unvaccinated. Well, because the language is now. It. Yes, because yeah. the, langu- the language is now changed. It's no longer mm-hmm. in their favor. Well, they changed the definition
2: of uh, pandemic and the definition of vaccine, and herd immunity is.
4: Like they changed the definition of herd immunity, they changed the definition of yeah. anti vax they changed the definition of vaccine three yes, times. Of they, changed the as defini- well. they changed the definition of anti-vaxxer three times. They mm-hmm. changed so, the so back to that
2: question that Ashton was saying, how do you compare that to like all those other regimes where that like are communist, basically? Like you don't even you, need to you compare you it to a see regime. Through the absurdity, like you're you're just sleeping. Yeah.
4: You're just 1984 sleeping at this point. All the signs are there. Yeah, if you read 1984, like 1984 yeah. explains it perfectly. Oh the yeah, Institute, absolutely. Right where the buddy worked, he he worked in and. In the in the department where they change definitions in order to suit the narrative, right?
2: Yes, and yeah. And they change history getting... as well. Look at the statues they're taking down. They're taking away Dr. Seuss. They're they're doing shit to literature. Like every fucking sign is out there. Sorry, can I swear?
0: Yeah. You can <laughs> I, oh, come yeah, on. Yeah. Um, every I, sign I, I, is out on. there.
2: It's so 1940s. Nice <laughs> <make laughs> sure. it's, so it's so Animal Farm. It's so Orwellian. What we're living through. Of course. And if you, like, if you can't open your eyes at this point, you can just you're just not
4: meant to. It's not. Not and you, you know, I, I love to bring sorry Jay to jump in on you. No, yeah. go ahead. I, I love to bring up the greatest show of all time on TV. Right? Awesome. Star Trek The Next Generation. Oh,
0: you fucking old I fuck. The <laughs> old greatest
4: <laughs> show <laughs> of all time. And it also it also plays in with it also plays in with 1984. There's an episode where Jean-Luc Picard gets um gets captured and he sees lights. On the wall. Yes. And he, the Cardassians. <laughs> yeah. And he sees it's funny because this whole Ukraine Russia conflict here, there's the Cardassian Mountains. I'm like, oh, those guys are fuckers. <laughs> but, um, so he sees the lights going on and he's like, there's four, there's four. And they keep telling him there's five.
1: Yeah.
4: And then, and I'm going to tie this together. And then he eventually breaks down and says, there's five. It's just like in 1984 when he's captured. Have you guys all read 1984? Yeah, the end of the book. yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. most people say they've read it, but they haven't actually no, read I, I, it. So I read it as an adult. You know, at, the, at the end of the book, when he's when they keep saying two plus two is five, and he's like, no, it's four, it's four, it's four. Now to tie this together with how the messaging has been going, with how Ashton said, you know, the one day he started to actually believe it, and he like you know slapped himself, yeah. right? Is it's exactly that. What happened? I can't believe I forget the character's name in 1984 right now. It's not coming to Winston? mind.
1: Winston.
4: Winston, thank you. Mm-hmm. So when Winston said, finally said five, what happened to Winston? They let him go. And, but what happened? They let him go, and what happened? He gave up. Yeah, he, he, I he, thought he, 100%, like... he became 100% compliant. Yeah, right. Right? Yeah. So that's where, like, People who didn't want to get jabbed and got jabbed, and then all of a sudden, like they, 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 it, it, it's like you got broken, right? right? And it's it's like you hear the message over and over again, and you've been pressed financially. You've lost your business, you've lost your mm-hmm. house, you, your lifestyle has changed. Well, what do you do when you finally I don't do that, that? But why? he was
2: doubtful because I yes. think it was the isolation and not having any outside influences. Like well, just- that sounds
4: pretty. Isn't that kind of common? Is it? Didn't right. we just go through that? Yeah. being a little isolated and yeah. yeah right you know what i mean so so it's like so winston he he ended up complying at the end because what was the last line of the book right i love big brother yeah and yeah and you know it's that's kind of i think what's been happening to people is they were they may have been rebellious but when they came to comply they still have that there's a little bit of rebellion in them but it was broken and then they just they just wanna get back to normal and whatever the government tells them that normal is, that's where they're gonna go. Like yeah. these people well, if you if you
2: Sorry, go ahead.
0: No, go ahead. Go no, on, that's Lisa. I'm, done. I'm if, done. If you I'm talk done.
2: to anyone who has lived in a communist reality, like there's a Yeonmi Park, I don't know if anyone's ever heard yeah, of her. She's yeah, an African yeah. defector. Has like, she been debunked or
0: something. I don't know. I no, Oh, I hasn't. have no
2: idea. It's possible like, you know, with everything that's going on, maybe she was installed. No, tonight. I will you know, I'll
0: I'll, let, I'll I'll let you finish talking about it, but she hasn't been debunked. Basically, North Korea is trying to debunk her. After she escaped. Oh yeah,
2: of course. That's what they do, right? It's just like anyone that gets canceled. It's like <laughs> one one minute we're in war with Oceania, the next it's it's East Oceania, whatever, right? Yeah. So um, we've always
4: been at war with East Asia.
2: <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Always East Asia. So uh, what she's saying is. They didn't even like fight back because all they would talk about is like, oh, I could eat bread for days. I could eat like eighteen sticks of bread. Mm-hmm. So it's like I think that's what happened to Winston as well. It's like he's mm-hmm. so distracted with basic needs that he's right. just like lost his mind. He can't even fight anymore. And,
3: you know? and to, to some degree, Chris said something very powerful. Well, amongst other things, he said like, as a libertarian, he finds it frustrating that. People don't want to do the things necessary to stay free, which is educate themselves and take personal responsibility, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's what this whole thing works. So, for example, we in North America, right, we are privileged to live in the richest, most opportune times in yeah. human history,
1: yeah, right?
3: Obviously. Health is not a – health, death by diarrhea and, and malaria, <laughs> it's and also, not a reality for not us, yeah. us up.
0: That's well, a bad way to kept go. Kept go diarrhea bismol.
3: death. Huh? <laughs> no, no, but there's a portion <laughs> of the population of the world. That's how they die. Kids are kids are I being know. wiped out by diseases that we like. We just take a little swig of Pepto Bismol and we keep going. I'm good to go. Yeah. So part of living in this rich, opulent society, right, where our our drinking water, our toilet water is other people's drinking water, right. Uh, we bottle our water and sell it to people for like four or five bucks for half a liter, right? Like we're living in some of the most rich, everything, access. Like the word you're looking
4: for is decadent.
3: Decadent <laughs> access. But people look at that and think, "Oh, that's just the norm." It's like, no, it hasn't been like this for thousands of years. Yeah, and so people should take this time when you live in this rich environment to be self-informed to think to read 1984 right don't watch the movie read the book yeah right and if you can find an old copy read the old copy before they get in there and start taking stuff out because <laughs> right like we should as an individual educate yourself right as an individual just ask questions and and, and, and hear and listen right like everybody here i hear you all saying like you kind of took a look at what was happening, and you stepped back and was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. It sound right. And so something triggered in your mind, critical thinking, it doesn't sound right, it doesn't sound genuine. Let me pause on listening to that, and let me find other places of information. Somebody mentioned earlier about the CBC and different news. Like, my friend I have this argument all the time, he's like, they're not factual, it's not news. News has never been about informing the public. News has always been about selling advertising. Yeah. Right? It's never mm-hmm. been it's never been about informing the public. We were sold the idea that by watching this half an hour segment we will be better informed. This half an hour segment is just designed to sell us more things. Just like yeah. all TV shows, are they're, they're to trying
2: see. to make us a consumerist society, and they're trying to distract us with all the bells and whistle that's and it. and Will Smith slapping someone right. and all that shit. <laughs> right? Yeah.
1: That's,
2: that's that's what it's about.
0: Totally. It, it's like it. look at squirrel. It was fake. It was, a, it, was a fake <laughs> it was a fake slap. It was a fake slap. I'm just saying. Yeah.
1: So, <laughs> it was. Look, it really look,
2: was.
3: Look, look at what we're doing right now. We are four individuals living in different parts of the world, different parts of the GTA, and we're having a conversation. Right. And we're coming to consensus that, hey, everybody has to really think now. Like, you got to really, yeah. you might not agree with anything we've said, but hopefully you're going to go pick up the influencer. Hopefully you're going to go pick up 1984 and get some frame of reference for what we're talking about and educate yourself and say, you know what? Like, let me read that book you were talking about because if it's going to make me think more critically about what I'm seeing, maybe I can put things in context. Yeah. Right. If if you're gonna listen and hear us hear people talking about the Prime Minister and da 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 da, da and you're like, Well, who's Gobus? Who 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 are these what's propaganda? Who are these people who who make it up, though their life's work to influence people and get people to do things? Go look it up. The information is just there. Yeah. It's libraries, it's online.
0: So, so sorry to cut you off, Jay. This is, this is going to tie into what you, uh, what you were saying and kind of mm-hmm. go into what I wanted to touch on next was <clears throat> I think Chris, me and Chris mentioned this before. I don't know the exact Russian names, but he was an ex-KGB guy and mm-hmm. he did an interview on an American network. This is 15, 20 years ago. Um, Are
4: you talking about Yuri Bezmenov? Yes, yeah. yes, that's what it is. He wasn't a KGB. He was a, right. he was a Soviet journalist. Soviet, yeah. yeah. And that was, that was a, he defected in the late 1970s yeah. to Canada. It, it was yeah. actually a speech in Montreal.
0: Okay, that, so uh, okay, thanks for correcting that. But uh, I remember listening to his whole – whole the, the process mm-hmm. of how – it's pretty much what China is doing right now. With, out how to subvert a nation. Yes, how to subvert a nation. And if you listen to that speech and you just stop – like you, you turn to – this is what I did. I press pause and I thought about everything that happened in the last two years. Uh-huh. and i'm like well this is the five-year process that he he's explaining this is the and and i noticed this mostly when i and i had and i'll say this i won't say their names but i had grown-ass men coming to me asking me questions and crying to me because their work was forcing them you either take the the, sh- the jab or you get fired right uh-huh. and i and they all knew i was in a different position because i'm an, I'm a business owner so I don't, I don't have to make that decision i I do whatever the fuck I want to do and I run my business. But they were asking, like, what should I do? What should I do? And I'm looking at what uh, Mesminov said and I'm like, well, this is the perfect storm. What they have done is now they've they, the isolation, right? Mm-hmm. The isolation that they have done making these gentlemen work from home. They're constantly, everything they're doing is on Zoom. All mm-hmm. the, everything is phone call. They're no longer talking to people. So they're going crazy. All this news is being spread at them. Take this. Take this. You have to take this. You're going to lose your job. They just had another kid a year ago. They're in a yeah. financially hard position. Well, what do I do? I, I, if I don't take this, I'm going to lose my job, Ashton. And I, and I felt for them, but I also was like, well, you're a grown ass man or woman. Because there was a few uh, women who came. I had, I had the same conversation. You've got to make a decision. But at the end of the day. You have to make the decision that's best for you. And I'll never judge you on it. But what ended up happening, forget whether they took it or not, what ended up happening is the ones that did take it, three, four months later now, the mandates are being dropped. They're allowed to go back to work or they would have been allowed to go back to work. And they're like, man, dude, I fucking took it and I didn't need to. Mm-hmm. All right? And – what I keep coming back to is this is that, that five-year process. Like, we're only in year three. This is not over by any stretch of the imagination. And, you know, Chris was talking about this once where there would be an event, right? And for Canada, this is where I wanted to go. That event was in January, the Freedom Convoy, right? Where people had just said, we've had enough, right? Right. We uh, they, and there is so much misleading information about this mm-hmm. um this event in general because it was made to seem like this was a bunch of anti vaccine mm-hmm. truckers mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. were fucking angry they couldn't work anymore. Not not just that.
3: Nazis predominantly yeah. white um conspiracy theorists, misogynists misogynists, I think every bad name you can throw at these truckers, they threw it at yeah. them. And,
4: and after so, repetition from years too, like, like, sorry, it's just a bit of an aside, but like people like rejecting people from their families for not doing it. Right. Yeah. The, when they come out and, they, and they've heard this constant message, this propaganda that, you know, I would say it was Joseph Goebbels, but it wasn't Joseph Goebbels is, is he learned from P.T. Barnum. P.T. Mm-hmm. Barnum was the original master of public public relations and messaging. And mm-hmm. then like, they just, they just set the table, right? They made people suffer enough, so like let's get the jab. You know, I watched, man, I was so pissed about this. I watched a few months ago a South Park episode when the jab first came out. I was so mad. Matt Stone and Trey Parker freaking sold out. That was the most disappointing <laughs> South Park episode I've ever seen. And I freaking love South Park. Yeah. And you know, like, guys, like, what the hell is this? Like, I was
2: like, "Rage against the machine." You needed your vaccine or whatever right. to yeah, rage against. Raging against
4: are you kidding me? We're yeah. raging against the machine. Vote Joe Biden.
2: They're yeah. the machine. Yeah, they're the machine now.
0: <laughs> yeah, and but like for for Canadians, it, it was the boil over moment. Uh, that was the boil over moment where, and and in fairness to Canadians, it wasn't violent at all. There was nothing violent about that movement. Uh, to this day, the Ottawa police officer uh, chief can't answer the question whether there was guns there or not, because there weren't any guns. They didn't seize any guns. There weren't any guns. There was nothing but uh peaceful movement. Obviously, there were some in every situation There's going to be bad characters, but in terms of the what was actually happening, was there was a group of people, vaccinated and unvaccinated, who were saying it's time. Look at what's happening. It's time to end these mandates that are requiring people to either give up their individual freedoms or rights, or give up their personal body sovereignty. And we, we need to collectively as a group move on. I thought the initial and the finishing message of that whole movement was very positive and which is why it was something where I was drawn towards and I supported because I wasn't there for, I wasn't supportive because they were there fighting against, you know, the government, fuck the government. I was there. because (coughs) I believe everybody should be able to consciously make a choice for what's best for them and their family. And I believe that's what the fight was about. And well, what ended up happening was uh, Justin Trudeau, Ended up doing probably one of the most fucking disgusting, stupidest, disgusting things and putting in the emergency act. And I wanted to talk about this a lot earlier, but the news cycle changes so fast and it was all overwhelming at the time for me. And I figured it's a good time to bring it up now. Um, I mean, I can go through all the bullshit that was happening, but I mean, they were freezing bank accounts. Like these are things that you wouldn't even hear, you wouldn't even think of that would happen in a first world nation like Canada. Um, and th- like, I mean, the image is there, but it seems to be ignored of a fucking police horse, Trampling of First Nations, uh, Chief. So
2: he had to revoke that um, the freezing of the accounts because they're trying to bring in this new digital banking system. Yeah. So once we catch on that they could just freeze our assets, then we're we're probably going to start revolting. And so that's why he got rid of that emergency measure. Not Act. just not just
0: that,
3: but you know, historically, his father did the same thing with the War Measures Act. Right? Yeah, but it's 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 not a different play than what happened, and it's it's used to combat terrorism. Right? It's the idea that they're using it. For the greater safety of Canadians, right?
4: Well, and oh. then they were trying to say that it was you know, one of the the most despicable thing that they did in the entire and it hit the it hit the floor of the House of Commons everything is when you know when Trudeau stands up and he starts talking when they stand behind the swastika. It's like those people who had the swastika there were not standing behind the swastika. Yes. They were protesting the swastika right. Yeah, and they used that they well, What they that. said
2: is this is what Canada is becoming.
4: This yeah. is this yes. is what we're exactly marching and, towards basically. And and they they just and the media just ran with it. And they mm-hmm. showed him saying that. And what the other thing that pissed me off was that conservative rep, the Jewish woman, when she got up and, and she played yeah. the offended role of it. It's like that is that is why the government is poison. Right. Mm-hmm. That woman when she got up, she wasn't a she was playing the game,
1: right? Because mm-hmm. she, she knew be exactly
4: what Trudeau was doing. And now let's play motion. Like, if the conservative party, this is why I ride Paul Vera on Facebook constantly, because he's <sighs> a piece of shit, too, right? Mm-hmm. The, the, you know, the, they did just play the game. Like, if the conservatives, they got to get away from that, this emotional messaging, because that's all it is. Like, when I brought up Cialdini and in influence, mm-hmm. and that's all it is. They manipulate, you know, you've never bought something in your life that wasn't an emotional decision. Think about
1: oh, yeah
4: true, right, and so they, they just do this messaging, and then Trudeau brings this up on the House of Commons floor, and then this other this, the, the Jewish woman gets up, and then what happens? okay, she had a right to get up and say what she said, right? however, then the media runs on it, and now they're trying to play the whole emotional thing the right wing media there's no such thing as right wing, and there's no such thing as left wing there's those who seek authority and those who seek liberty. that is it mm-hmm. and. These they and they they play this fucking game and people buy it like enough like enough right that trucker protest it was a peaceful protest they used all the rhetoric they possibly could it was I'm sitting here in a third world country watching it from the tropics and just wanting like I'm just disgusted by by the Canadian government by Canadians who believe that shit right like it's a stop and, let's, and look let me yes. ask let me ask this question. I think
3: and this is what I, this, as I was watching the whole thing, I'm like, are people going to remember this when it comes to election time? Because I think that everything that people have gone through in these last two years, Chris, you have to literally change your life, your lifestyle, right? Um, I had a small business. I pretty much shut down, right? I shut down recently and I was like, I think I'm going to pack it up. But people were convincing me, I'm thinking I'm going to start it back up. But, I was going the same route that you were, Chris, like, hey, you know what? Let me just move on with my life. It's just too much stress to be trying to figure out whether I'm open, whether I'm closed, whether I'm open, whether I'm closed. But are people going to remember this when it comes time to hold people accountable? That's the one thing I think, watching this whole thing, I think the one thing that no matter what party is in power, no matter what party is represented, no matter, it's like we fail to hold these people accountable and make them pay for their rhetoric, for their pandering, for their for their manipulating of the public. I'm talking any conservative. About be- that,
2: I wouldn't have shut shit down. Take the fine and, and, and wait till it has its day in court. Yeah. I've heard That's- of people having a fine and they keep pushing back the date because. Right. Once they see, once people start seeing that they can't win those cases, like that the business owner wins because like now we're going against the constitution, then yeah. it sets a precedent for everyone else to open their business and yes. and not comply yes. because it's not legal what they're doing and they can't win in court. So.
3: Uh, but what I'm, like, so for example, that, right? All the tickets handed out and stuff. Yes, fight it. But what I'm saying is I hope people remember all the stuff that they lost and all the things that they had always had to twist in the wind when this was happening, being labeled something that you were not because there was truckers that were there that were brown. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of sea. Truckers coming from the United States. States. Every, everybody was in support. But that's why I think it influenced the whole nation because people saw the whole nation in it.
2: Yeah. Right?
3: Well, nobody it influenced bought. other
2: countries too.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the whole world was they, watching. Nobody bought the fact that it was racist, right? Nobody like people heard Canadians don't are protested. say nobody
4: I I I
3: know people
0: who did. Yeah, I know I know some really? people. yeah.
3: Wow, like, nobody I know bought that. <laughs> nobody I know all the black people I know were like Yeah, you, you need racist. You need to you need my to meet some people. uncle's down there, <laughs> my, <homes laughs> down there. My, my my neighbors down there, these are all people of color who have businesses. A lot of this was a protest from business. Yeah. Right? Small business, medium sized business. They raised so much money to the fact that the government had to be like, No, no, we we don't want people to think that you can be empowered enough like you don't need us. You can just come together, fun and, stuff, fun protests with your own money. Right? Was it wasn't wasn't wasn't, um, wasn't the account
0: GoFundMe GoFundMe
3: yeah. yeah. frozen? Yes, yeah. right? so that's that's what but I was, was
0: gonna come to next. Sorry, sorry, right? sorry. That's what I was gonna come to next because you know I think the one thing people don't realize is the collective group, when people actually come together and yeah. actually yeah. participate and come together, that's the one thing, like forget the convoy and the actual parking on the lawn and everything. Like when we come to the finance part, right, you know, when we talk about hedge funds and all these different groups running these things, the only way they get money is by people giving them money, right? Hedge funds and those kind of things, they don't get money, but just, Sporadically coming, people give them money to invest for them, and that's how they've built this thing. Well, Mm -hmm. the Freedom Convoy collectively raised more money than almost all Canadian politicians raise for their own campaigns. That's a Mm -hmm. that's a big fucking deal, right? Even Jagmeet Singh's fucking brother-in-law gave a whole bunch of money, and then they had to retract, (laughs) right? But my point being is, here's the part that disgusted me the most. I mean, the Emergencies Act disgusted me, but this part, when I woke up in the morning and I found out this was happening, I was appalled because what ended up happening was <clears throat> the people who donated to the second cause, I think the Give, Send, Go, which was the second uh, website that was replacing it, um, they got hacked, and all the information from donors was then put on a Google map. And yeah, the Washington
4: Washington Post had a journalist Yes. Uh, start calling people. That person got raked. No, so
0: what I ended up doing was I, I t- to confirm this information, I opened the map on my Google maps on my phone. And for four days, whenever I open up Google maps, to actually navigate somewhere in the fucking city. It was showing me all the drop points of people in the areas that were fucking donating the amount they donated their home address as well as their email. Right. In what first world country can a government, like give me a time in history that we have been alive where that has been acceptable to give away private information. And and and, It's against the law.
4: It's actually against the law. It's doxing. It's it's doxing. It's against the law. But they only punish, I I, got to bring up left and right as much as I hate to bring that up because they only punish the people on the so-called right. Yeah. If they do that, look what happened. This, you could have seen it happen. It happened two years ago to Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson's house got invaded by a bunch of Antifa. They were throwing, uh, they were screaming, honking the horn, throwing Molotov cocktails at his house. Oh, wow. um, I don't know if it was, actually, I don't know if they the Molotov cocktails, it was, it was pretty, it was pretty bad though. Like he has a safe room, his wife and kids or whatever were in there, had to call the police. Nothing happened. Nothing happened from that. You, you don't have to like Tucker. You, you, it, but the fact that if that were Rachel Maddow, oh yeah, that would have been a big deal.
0: Or that Joy right? lady, I can't stand. What's her name? Joy, Joy Behar. Yep.
4: Uh, right? Listen, like, I the, love the this movie. double standard, the double standard <laughs> is just so bad, right? Like, it's so bad. Like, take up, okay, let's look at Trump and Biden, okay? Trump would say, the sky is blue. Media would come out and say, why? It's partially purple, right?
0: <laughs> that's, that's funny as shit, sorry.
4: <laughs> Joe Biden comes out and says, uh, Putin's got to be removed from power. And the media comes out and says, he didn't mean that. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like this that the like it's insane. Trump talks about like uh the you know, putting this thing you know, a, a drug that you know they say, Oh, he's telling you to inject bleach into your veins.
0: No, that's it's not what he was saying, but he never said uh, that. Yeah. Biden yeah. then Biden says um
4: you know, what what was another one of his recent gaffes that he that he said, um uh, but oh well the, with the if Russia uses uh, chemical weapons will respond in kind or well, he didn't mean that the U S would use chemical weapons. Right. But if you, if, if it were, it doesn't matter. It could be my freaking cell phone as the Republican leader, right. They would say my cell phone said, like, he said, he said they would use chemical weapons. They're going to use a false flag. Like, like it's, it's ridiculous. And that's the game. Right. And that's the oligarch controlling it. Like back to the beginning,
1: mm-hmm. right.
4: Like, it's 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 the crazy double standard that we're going through right now. Now I don't know where I'm going with
3: this, yeah. but I.
0: Well, I like... as,
3: as, as somebody who, um, a lot of my friends have the same perspective you have, Chris. I don't think Trump helped himself by being a liar, and so it's easy
4: to. I would not wouldn't say he's a liar. I say he's a, he, he's a master of hyperbole. Biden is a straight up liar. <laughs>
3: Hyperbole—it's <laughs> it's a thin line between hyperbole and, and lie. Yeah,
4: right. It's a thin hy- hy- hyperbole. Like he'll tell you, like, "Oh, this cell phone this is the greatest cell phone." He's a right. salesman. Right. Yeah. And a but salesman. it won't
3: be a cell phone. It'd but be, but, be
4: but, but Biden will tell you this is Biden will tell you this is a beer bomb.
3: Right. So <laughs> I mean, I, I think I think Trump is who he is. I think that he didn't help himself, <laughs> and I think it's. He is easy not to like, right? Especially when he ran as a Republican. It's easy not to like because Trump really has no party affiliation. He was not even, hes not even really a Republican. Like no, he was no, not, not really a Republican.
4: He's—he's he's right? more left-wing than Bill Clinton. That's what I'm about to say.
3: He's yeah. more on the. That's why I think I think he was shocked to hear the things that people who he probably contributed to their campaign on the left side. We're saying about him and how he was villainized because, really and truly, like Trump, really is a libertarian. Like he's a, he's a capitalist, right? Like he's just standing in my way while I make my money. And so I think that um, he's easy not to like because he says and does whatever he feels like in an age where you're not supposed to do that. Yeah. So it's easy. He's an easy so, villain. So,
4: so here's a question for you, Jason
3: hmm
4: So do you think it's better to have a duplicitous smiley face than to have than to have a boorish person who speaks I, his mind?
3: No, I, I would say to you that um if I had listen, if I had money I'd probably be I'd probably be more like Trump than I'd be like myself. Especially if I had money my whole life. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with being raised um a certain way to just be just don't take it from anybody. Just go, 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 go. Like, there's nothing wrong with that capitalist mindset that Trump has. I think the problem is when you go into politics, the scam they sell you is that you're here to help.
4: Right. Yeah, but see that's what I'm saying. Like right. it's it's almost like you're saying the populace needs a duplicitous smiley face than, than uh, no. in, or, in order to they do to don't, appeal they, or emotion, they don't need it. Is actually the downfall of society.
0: Well, it, well in my countertale, that is, is true to the smiley face because when I absor- there. <laughs> when I observe what happened with that, that convoy thing, and this is coming back to what Linda was talking about earlier with the WEF, and this is my belief, call me conspiracy theory, whatever the fuck. <clears throat> it was bringing so much attention. Like, for the first time in years, Canada was literally getting all the press. People were like, what in the fuck is going on in Canada? What is going on in the capital? And, you know, in and this is not in Trudeau's defense, but uh, there's a lot of pressure on him at that point. Like, world leaders are looking at him. He, he went told, skiing. He felt fine. Yeah, he was already disrespected as fine. Uh, like, no... Uh, like i'm sure you've seen videos of him trying to shake other people's hands at those conferences no one wants to shake his fucking hand so now he's on this hot seat where you know he's already losing poll numbers all that kind of political crap and now he's in this hot seat where people are watching so his only option at this point was to do that emergency act in my opinion it's dis- as despicable as it is in his shoes what else would he have done but the other part about this is He could have actually had been a, a leader conversation. and, spoke, yeah, and a con- spoken with the people. Who <clears throat> clearly weren't just a friend. Yeah. You know.
1: Because
2: that convoy bought doctors to debate his doctors and, and they never showed up. So Yeah.
3: Question. Question. John Ford brought in the emergency powers Act in the province, too,
0: right? Yes. Uh, because of the border blockade. No, not just so I mean throughout COVID, right? Yes.
4: Yeah. It, well, it was different though. He didn't have an extra policing, um, right. Yeah. Right. So the federal government does it, it like, I think what true did it was trash, but I think that
3: in a lot of ways, in a lot of ways, our premiers throughout the country didn't show a lot of, le- even the conservative did not show a lot of leadership in buckling and bowing to a lot of the pressure that they were getting through the news media, um, through, because you remember, the prime minister cannot make provinces enact emergency powers yes. unless he does a nationwide emergency power. He didn't do it for the entire two years, except when the truckers came to the capital, right? Yes. And so, in a sense, he did it when it was deemed this is this is an emergency that's going to affect the entire country. So, I, I think that Ford probably played the best hand he can play. He used some chess moves to allow Trudeau to take the heat for making that choice when, in fact, he was using that same level of power in this province and bringing in mandates and bringing in things that people did not agree with that were conservative, members of his own party. right? But the question is, is he going to be held accountable for that? Because if you're going to point to Trudeau.
4: You got to point to Ford as well, yeah, right? Yeah, they're all they're all shitty. The the um, Ken, look what Kenny in Alberta did. If you want to see a conservative who really dropped the ball in the pandemic, look what Kenny did. Kenny, he flip flopped all over the place. I mean, last summer he was like, "Oh, there won't be any more lockdowns." We're all done with that. And boom! Like two weeks later, lockdown.
1: Mm-hmm. Like.
4: Um, you know they, it, they're all, they it's, it's the uniparty, it's the Canadian uniparty. They're all, they're all in it, man. Well, like, he, he, here's it. where
0: I'm going with this, and, and this is where I wanted to tie this into the next thing we were going to talk about. And Linda was talking about it with the World Economic Forum, right? I, we all know that Trudeau is heavily involved with with that organization. Uh, in fact, fucking what is this, Klaus Schwab? The supervillain. He's even fucking said that you know we've penetrated the Canadian cabinet. Fuck, you're even yeah.
4: dresses like a Bromul. Yeah. yeah.
0: Right. So this is where I kind of tie this in in my in my. <laughs> Had to process I that for a, a second. For so, here's how I processed all of that in my. Here's how I process all of that in my head. Right, where, you know, Canada is supposedly one of the more in, invaded countries in terms of the world economic forum. They've sunk in their teeth into Canada, you know, the most. That From the perception of how they're talking, that's how I, I perceived it. Now you have this rebellion happening, right? So I felt like maybe this was an act of, you know, you know, Trudeau got a call. Hey, man, what's going on over there? Um, this goes against our little thing that we have to get done by twenty thirty, which means you need to get this shit in order because the whole world is watching, and if this continues to go the way it goes, we're not going to be able to continue with this world economic forum agenda where you will own nothing and be happy,
4: right? And I mean, he was coached. He was coached. I don't think he was threatened. I think he yeah. was coached.
0: But you understand what I'm saying? Where now I'm coming into this whole world economic forum where I'm starting to pay more attention to it and Mm -hmm. the people that are involved with it and the people that are involved with it are the exact same people we've been talking about for the last hour and a half now Mm -hmm. going on two hours um are the black rocks the vanguards like the pfizers i heard an interview uh with the pfizer ceo saying that they're developing a pill and it won't do anything but check to take it. It'll tell it's them like to, a marker,
2: a, a biotracer yeah. or something. Yeah, to it's show a, compliance
0: it's not going to do anything. It's the, the pill is not a, a COVID pill. It's not, it's not doing it. It's it will let them know that you took it. Has right?
2: anyone watched JP Sears awaken with JP
4: on YouTube? Fucking love JP. He's so funny.
2: He's got a video of uh, the World Economic Forum where uh, some guy just under Klaus Schwab is talking, and he's talking about uh, being able to control people's minds with like chips and shit like that.
4: Like it's actually he, a thing that he, what did trying. he say? To, sorry to jump in on you, Linda. I, 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 w- w- did you see how he said like how? most people are useless and we just got to keep them drugged and playing. Yes. Way.
2: Like we need to be ruled by them. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, yeah, I believe that. I, I think there's, there's two different types of people or two different types of orientations. And those are the elites that think they have to take control of everything for the better good. I don't think they know they're evil. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But, and then there's the other who, who work for the greater good of everybody by not uh, like not service to self, but service to other people. So I think that's basically where we're at right now.
0: Well, I mean, most mo- okay. And, and I'm not defending any of these people, but most people when they get into politics or they get into pharmaceuticals or any kind of business, I think most people genuinely get into it because with their intent to help or do good. But in their approach to help and do good, they're actually doing things that are super. Negative, right? Yeah, and they learn
4: to start to fear what they're going to lose.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, can, I, can I ask this question? Yeah. Go ahead. How many people think you can
0: stop the new world order from happening?
3: How many? How many people here that like amongst us think that you can stop the new world order from happening?
0: I I think I can uh, with my mind, not necessarily physically or emotionally or anything. Because when you talk about this new world order, I don't think it's as... dramatic as people are going to think it's going to be it's not going to be like this utopian fucking society that's going to happen overnight it never is it never right? is it's it's, it it's never going to happen like that and what i think it's going to be is a a psychological war where you're going to have people who are going to accept what's going on and you're going to have other people who are going to fight it, but not physically because if this turns into a physical altercation, I don't think anybody's a winner, right? We're going to destroy cities. We're going to destroy people. We're going to destroy lives. I don't think you don't that's think they don't want that to happen. Well, yeah. I, it, I'm a no, Christian. I think, I think the war it's already been fought, right?
3: I think that COVID showed us in two years, They turned families against each other. They turned like communities against each other. Um, People were given an option to take something or have your life changed in a way that you don't want it. Some people took it, people didn't. I mean, they villainized people for not wanting. Uh, Total transparency. I got the vaccine at the initial stage because I was like, you know, I want to get out of here. I want to go hang out. I want to. So I I took it. I was like, hey, I'm just going to take this, like, go hang out, do what I got to do. That was April of last year, right? Um, I regretted taking the vaccine when I saw they brought in mandates, right? Because in my mind it was like, why do they need to have, like people were taking it. So as someone who took it, I regretted it. I was like, oh my God, I never, I didn't want all this. I thought it was going to be a choice. You take it, you don't take it. Like all my friends didn't take it. I took it, right? I was like, hey, I want to hang out. I want to be around people. Whether they take a vaccine or not, whether they get sick or not, that's their choice. I want to make a choice. If I'm going to hang around people who I know who are not vaccinated, I'll just be protected. Right. So, in transparency, I took the vaccine, right.
4: but I regretted taking it. Jason, there's a funny video I saw on YouTube. It's a black dude and a and a and a half black dude, right? Mm-hmm. And the half black dude is now on. He's got this uh he has to carry this thing for his heart because he had an adverse event and it caused his heart to be screwed up and the guy's got a pretty good spirit and he's like because so the black dude is saying to the to the the half white half black guy, he's like so we told you not to take the jab (laughs) and he's like "I, i yeah yeah i know i i did it i thought i had it now what do you got it's like I got to carry this thing around because I had an adverse infection. Nigga, you have you're half black side is so pissed at you right now. <laughs> the video is fucking hilarious. <laughs> you would appreciate.
1: Screen
4: <laughs> <it. laughs> froze.
2: I didn't catch that.
4: <laughs> but
3: but like, listen, I um. So I really wonder if people feel as though they can stop this new world from happening. Because I don't think it's something it's going to happen. Right? We've mm-hmm. it's it's happening as we speak. Like they're talking about the metaverse already. They're yeah. already planning to have everybody, well, maybe not our generation, but the kids that are coming up behind us, they're growing up in a world where they have two worlds, the flesh and blood world and the online metaverse avatar life that they live, where literally they just plug into that as entertainment, right? My kids already do Roblox, right? They already do Minecraft, they already do all that stuff where they're talking to people all over the world, building houses, building streets, building cities, and they just interact on that for hours
2: at a time. Yeah, I think Ashton got it right when he said it's a psychological warfare. I think they're trying to take our consciousness. They started with the propaganda. They laid out their plans. They they're they're rolling it out, uh, and if you're not with it. Um, like I know for this new financial system coming up, everybody needs to have like a, a vaccine pass. I know it's not a thing right now, but I think federally they're gonna keep it to travel. Which speaking of third world countries versus ours in Cuba, you could travel, right? And they're in a communist country, but Canadians can't travel if you're not yeah. vaccinated. That's just a side note. So but I think they're coming. Could, no, no, you could have always traveled without the vaccine. It's coming back. See, that's what people say, but there's no agreement on it because the flights like like what are you going to do you're going to buy a
0: ticket and then air canada is going to say no you can't fly no I, I know I, I know plenty they of people who are site. yeah i know plenty of people who are unvaccinated who who have traveled no problem yeah. the only thing is, 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 is the, back. yeah coming back is a problem but the the purpose of the mandate and and that spe- this specific topic of, of travel that we're talking about mm-hmm. was to make you miss something so much that you would just do whatever they said it, it, it wasn't meant to protect anybody. Other countries don't care. Other countries have their own restrictions, yada, yada, yada. It wasn't meant to that. It was meant to say, how bad do you want to travel? If you want to travel, you got to take the fucking jab, right? But when you actually go there, they can't limit that freedom of movement, right? I have a cousin who she showed up at the airport without a ticket booked, found the one that had the uh, the space. She went to Jamaica. Mm-hmm. Unvaccinated, Um, no problem. They can't can't actually physically stop you. It's that they put so many barriers in place to try to deter you or influence your decision. And the people who have money were traveling
3: the entire time.
4: Yes. In Belize, um, if you're a Belizean citizen and you don't have your vax card, you can't leave. You can't leave the land border. You can't fly. Oh, really? Citizen, yeah, but yeah. if you're you I
3: guess, a, a
4: resident, you can go wherever you want to go because you have a you have a passport from another country. Ah, uh, okay, right. So, so like, I, I'm waiting for my permanent residency card, and actually, that's a that's a concern of mine, right? Um, mm-hmm. but I, I, Ashton knows. <laughs> I always got. I've always got uh, trapdoors. I, I've also got a. I've also got a Mexican residency. Oh,
1: okay, okay, all right.
4: So I can fuck off to Mexico if I want to. Yeah. So smart, um, yeah. But
0: bring, bringing the uh, back to this, like Jay was saying, how do we? How can you fight the the, the new world order? Um, so sorry, go ahead, Chris.
4: So, I, literally you're gonna like this. I don't know if you've already been on this page, but from the vibe I get from you, there's a YouTube channel called Academy of Ideas. Yes, um, yes, after yeah. school. Yeah. Yeah, after, yeah, after school uses you Academy of Alan Ideas Watts and stuff a lot. like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that's after school. Academy of Ideas is used by after school a lot. They have their own channel. It's absolutely awesome. Jay, you should look it up too. Like, yeah, amazing. I'm going to check it out. And he talks about this exact subject, uh, Ashton, about how you deal with this. So that's a great question, um, Jay, like asking about um, – you know, like how do we fight this? There's a there's a video that the Academy of Ideas uh, released. Is I want to say it was about six weeks ago. It was about parallel societies. So one of the ways that you do it. Yeah, I saw that one. That one, yeah. Uh, is there, is developing, and they're talking about this band that was in um, the Czech the Czech Republic back in when they were in the Soviet Union, and how this band they had a pretty cool name. I can't remember the name of it, but they just did everything completely opposite, and they kind of developed. This was in the nineteen eighties, and they developed a parallel society. Basically, they ended up getting arrested, but but they created such a strong society it was all it all contributed to the fall of the Soviet Union. Mm. So like. In order to deal with this, is you just have it an alternative society, right? A counterc- like you, counterculture.
0: They their own system. Yeah. 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 And, and I mean, okay, like, uh, is that possible in Canada's yes. landscape right now? But,
3: yeah. For I mean, I mean, when I listen to this guy give a lecture about um, cryptocurrency, specifically Bitcoin, um, not that Bitcoin is the answer to all uh, the problems. But yeah. when he said something, he's like, listen, if you create something that governments can't control, right? The advantage is everyone connected to that system cannot be controlled. And so he, when he was explaining, like, because I had an idea what Bitcoin was and cryptocurrency was, but he was giving a better explanation than I had heard. And he was like, you Centralized, can it's not
2: regulated, yeah.
3: Yeah, it's not regulated, yeah. right? It's shared by a community. And the value of it. Is based on the rarity and the the, the, the the fact that it's a limited resource, right? Yeah. So he's like, you can go anywhere in the world right now and access your Bitcoin, pull it out in whatever currency you need to pull it out in, right? It's still worth the same thing, whatever currency you go in. And he's like, the the problem with money, because this guy was a billionaire, he still is. Because the problem with money is, money devalues over time. And he's
2: like, especially when you print so much of it, it's not rare, right?
3: Yeah. And
2: he was pointing to what's happened over the last
3: two years. He's like, all the nations, even America, with their with their with the being the standard of money right now, the dollar being like the standard. He's like, they printed more money and they devalued their money. And he's like, yo, if you put your money in this bank in this country, you don't know if the government's gonna nationalize all the banks, freeze everyone's accounts, and say you mm-hmm. can't take the money or like what they did to, to, to Putin, right? Countries are going to like come together, lobby, and try to devalue your currency to attack you. And the money you have in there means nothing now. So yeah. he was like, with Bitcoin, you'd be like, oh, oh, they're not taking, I'll just go here and take my money out there where it's of, of whatever value it is. And so I think that, like Chris was saying, if you could, if you could find a way to create a space where the government cannot control, no government can control. Whether it's the currency, the technology, the the land mass, other governments can't control it. Then you can protect yourself against what's coming. The problem is most people want what's coming because they've been sold what's coming since they were kids,
0: and they've you know? been told told that what's coming is better for them, will make them happy, right? Then. Yeah,
3: like we we didn't grow up in a we didn't grow up in a social media age. We were born before there was an internet and social media, right? Yeah. So if we disconnect, it's not going to be the end. We'll read books, like we'll socialize with our friends. We'll, you know, read the newspaper,
2: Get back whatever. To nature and stuff like that. Get off right. the internet. Yeah,
3: but kids right now, you can't tell them, no, unplug. They're afraid mm-hmm. of that. Yeah, right. And anything that's going to keep them connected to the big matrix.
4: Mm-hmm. They want that. Whatever's going to give so, them faster interaction, faster connection. I had some friends come down here a couple of weeks ago. A mm-hmm. uh, very, like, he was my best man for my wedding, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I was his best man, and Lane was her maid of honor, and she was in our wedding party as well. Mm-hmm. And where their daughter came down, and we're the, the godparents for the daughter. The daughter's a 13 year old girl. Mm-hmm. Nice girl. Like, she's a good girl, good parents, right? They were here, and I couldn't believe, like, the daughter had to. She missed her friends, so they mm-hmm. came down the middle of the dead of winter mm-hmm. in Canada to freaking paradise, Placencia, believe. Yeah. yeah. And the daughter was concerned that she needed to talk to her friends. She needed to connect online and talk to her friends, mm-hmm. and it was this, this drama thing. And at one point, I remember she was supposed to see her friends it was like five o'clock, and. They're over at our place, and I'm driving, and and Blaine's like, well, we got to get Maya back. I'm like, fuck that. I'm going (laughs) to stop where I want to stop. I don't give a shit, right? What a big (laughs) dad! Oh, man. But that's crazy because you think about when we went on vacation as kids. Like if my parents – I remember we went to Florida one time. I was in grade seven. We never went on big vacations. We drove an RV to Florida. We went to Disney World and um never again but anyway yeah we went to disney world <laughs> boycott <and>, disney <laughs> and um we on the drive down i'm like i didn't think of any of my friends i didn't give a shit yeah. like it was back in the day when like you, you i remember the last day of school you're excited because the last day of school you go home you don't see your friends until september yeah. right you don't care <laughs> right you do other things yeah
0: yeah, you hang around with your neighborhood kids, right? Right. Like, uh, uh, Joe, coming back to the uh, the crypto thing, right? Uh, Joe Rogan. Did anyone see the interview he did with? Uh, I think his name was Mad Nawaz. He used to be, um, <clears throat> he used to be a former extremist. He was a Muslim extremist, and then he he turned his life around, and now he advises governments on how to handle altercations without violence, right? <laughs> Um, but one of the th- he's from the UK, mm-hmm. and one of the things he was bringing up was that the UK, as lo- as well as many other countries, are now trying to develop their own digital currencies, right? Mm-hmm. And so the UK is very transparent; they put out the the outline of how they want to do it. These digital currencies that the UK is going to produce, and I, I'm pretty sure Canada and the US are going to follow suit. Um, they're designed so mm-hmm. that Say now, all of a sudden, you know, you're a worker, you work for just pick any company, a bank in Toronto. Uh, you get paid now in Canada's official digital currency. So you're no longer being paid a dollar. Like most people don't understand this concept anyway because they get direct deposits into their account. They never actually are getting paid. That money is going straight to. The bank who then spends it and it's just a fucking number on your screen. But that's a whole whole other discussion. But now you're going to get paid in Canada's official digital dollar. So in, in most people's eyes, that dollar is the exact same as the current dollar they have because they never see the dollar exchange when they earn the money, right? But the catch to this system that they're going to try and bring in is that your employer now can tell the government what that dollar can be eligible to be spent on. So you can, they'll be able to say, I heard that. "The yeah. your worker is not paying attention at work. He's not doing X, Y, and Z." Um, we're gonna pay him because legally we have to give him this money, but he's not gonna be able to go to the aquarium. He's not gonna yes, be able to. Do yes. yeah. social credit? Yeah, yeah, social credit. And and you know, it seemed like a far off concept in 2019, but now the with with whatever has gone on, and and governments are smart. Right? Like to to downplay them to think that they're stupid and all these politicians are dumb. Yes, they're dumb, but the, collectively they're smart as fuck. What they're going to try to do is manipulate cryptocurrency to make people think that oh, it's a great thing now. Mm-hmm let's use it but all of a sudden restrictions will be put on the cryptocurrency so we've gone through two years of restrictions going on how you can earn money now we're going to be going into this cycle like this new world order where you can earn money as much as you want but we're going to tell you how you can spend it right yeah.
3: that that's that's probably what they're going to do it's going to be it's going to be a challenge
4: yeah like right. i want to buy a six pack of beer oh you bought too much beer this week
3: Right, yeah. right. And I think that's oh, what people are bridges. gonna be afraid of, right? I I think the benefit of Bitcoin is that it's not government controlled, and that's why it's it's open to illegal activity, yeah. like drug La- dealers. Laundering,
0: ra- yeah, yeah.
3: Money lock, because it's like, they can take their money anywhere in the world, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that when governments get into that, there's gonna be reluctance for people because of this fear of control, right? They're gonna have to be a little bit more subtle. They're probably gonna, they would probably have to do it in the metaverse per, first. Because right now, a lot of people that do online gaming and, and, you know, all that stuff, they're already buying skins and purchasing through electronic currencies already in the gaming world, right? Yeah. That stuff is already happening. And so it'd probably be better to introduce it into the metaverse and then let it come into the flesh and blood world because people would feel comfortable <laughs> doing it in that world. That's why I said, I think a lot of this is gonna really be on our kids. They'll absorb it a lot quicker because we'll look at that suspiciously. Like, what do you mean
2: Canadian currency Did They don't know any better because they're being right. boomed like right from the start. Right. They don't know what sexuality is. It's all confusing. We can't define
4: a woman. Right. You know, like, yeah. all these ideas. Not even, not Adult woman, human, women. female.
1: What's
4: that? Adult human female. <laughs> you
3: know, <laughs> <laughs> when you are, when, when you when you when you make everything mean nothing, yeah, then so. they can define what it is. Yeah, yeah
4: right? the ministry but, of truth all over again.
3: Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah. see, I don't. I think they're going to wait till a lot of us die off or get so old that what we say doesn't matter. Yeah. For us to not tell the next group of people, like our kids, hey, don't do that. That's not gonna work out well for you. Right? So yeah. it's coming, but I, I I don't know if we'll see it effectively. I think we'll see the
4: beginning of the downfall of the American Well look at, well look how fast everything's moved in the last couple of years, Jason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right.
0: Right. right. Yeah. Well, I mean World Economic Forum clearly puts out their timeline, twenty thirty. Like we're eight years away from this timeline of your home not being worth anything anymore. Right, so I think, war, I think
3: there's going to be a major war fought before that. I think a major war would let that fall into place better. Than just
4: oh, we're already t- in it. Oh, yeah, yeah, we're already. Well,
0: that, that. that was the last thing I wanted to talk about before we we ended everything. thats like, generational warfare. Yeah, like um, we went from COVID to Freedom Convoy to the last thing you're hearing about now. All everything you turn on is to to Ukraine, <laughs> Ukraine, Ukraine, Ukraine. Um, now. I'll be the first to say I'm not happy that people are dying. I'm not happy that bombs are being thrown off. I'm not happy about any of that. Um, I think the the problem that we're seeing now with this constant shift of news cycle is you and, – and I and I don't think this is going to stop. I think this is going to be a continuous mm-hmm. thing where – the, the, this is going to be the trend where you're going to put in a stress-induced news cycle. You had COVID. It was yeah. extremely stressful. People were stressed out. They were. It affected their lives. So you're going to continue to put in stressful news cycles. And the point of that being is that at some point, people are going to turn off their brains and, and say, okay, I'm going to accept this narrative because of i i can't take it anymore i can't i I, i'm not humanly i support the current thing yes exactly i'm not capable of doing my own research and looking into every single situation that's popping up every three four months they change the cycle and so that's what we're seeing now where like you know this war in ukraine now i've taken some time and looked at it and and this is where we come back to our language conversation where trudeau's like we're protecting democracy well was ukraine ever a fucking democracy i don't think so if you look at oliver stones movie the the uh, ukraine on fire which they banned from youtube you got to go on rumble to watch it now i don't even think Ukraine was ever that much of a democracy in the first place. And, um, a communist country. Exactly. By the way, Rumble's a
4: better broad platform because you can actually play the video and do something else.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but, um, this, this cycle that we're in now with this, this Ukraine thing. And I mean, the reason I bring it up is because I, you know, I have, I talk to my clients and I, it's something I talk about. I just, I get information from them just to feel out how other people are thinking. And, you know, there's this constant conversation of we sh- NATO should enforce a no-fly zone, right? <laughs> That's the dumbest thing
4: they could possibly do.
0: Well, if, if you look into what that means, it means that we're starting a war, right? It means that we're we're going to prevent them from flying over there. If anyone flies in there, we're going to shoot it down, right? Um, there's this conversation now where Biden's saying that if I'm going to go to war, I'm going to go to war with you guys, right? Uh, here's my problem with this. And I, and I say this as somebody and Chris has a son too. I have a little son too, right? The people who are, they're going to send to the war is not the guy with $10 million in his bank account. They're going to send the people to war with minimum wage jobs and who are sons of middle class and lower class people. And now we're saying that we're Canadians, especially like let's get involved. We need to get involved. We're gonna get involved with the Because
2: oh, Zelensky's so cool and yeah. you have that ghost shooter or whatever, like all the stupid yeah. stories. All right. lies.
4: All lies. yeah. and
0: and and three all all four of us here practice martial arts and we know what it's like to be in a fight, right? We know what it's like to be in a fight where somebody's trying to submit you, but you can tap out and it's over. And you get to go back home. You That's get to go work. right. <laughs> That's not what we're talking about now. We're talking about war. Not. We're not only talking about war. We're talking about modern warfare, not World War II warfare, where you shot a fucking tank. Some people blew up. No, no. We're talking about you know people can press a button and disintegrate fucking cities in a heartbeat, and not just one button. They can press ten and disintegrate fucking continents. Right. This is modern warfare is fucking ugly, right? And not only we're we talking about that. Like, and here's my beef with. Uh, and we'll and I want to hear your guys' thoughts about this. But we have people in positions of power talking about war, sending men out to fight when they're not even willing to fight themselves. I don't think that anybody in a position of power should ever have the authority to send a troop to fight a war that they are not e- willing to go in there and do themselves. Um, because what like. We're talking about people's lives here. You know the whole the whole two years we're talking about. You know you got to wear your mask because you can kill grandma. But all of a sudden we're like, no, go to war and end this in Ukraine. You know. Uh,
3: I, I think that I think your ten, your 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 tenant and your belief system is, is aspirational, but that 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 ship sailed. Old I men have been the young men to yeah. to die mm-hmm. in war for the last six thousand years. Women have been taking care of children when their husbands go to war and get conscripted to go to war and fighting the good fight for the last couple thousand years and being the victims of war, because war has always been ugly. It's always been destruction of cities, raping and killing of women and children, um, destruction of infrastructure, um, enslaving of people. War has always been ugly, disgusting, dirty. I don't think we need to go to war for Ukraine. I think that um, these people who are beating the drum of war have not, don't do not remember World War I being fought pretty much over the same part of the world that's being fought and argued about right now. The issues that are over there, the
4: same thing. It's over it's the same, same thing. thing.
3: It's over the same over damn the thing. Our ethnic issues that have been around for the last hundred years, not that the blood of Ukrainians is any less valuable than the blood of Canadians, but I, I, I would say that um, we've learned that those issues cannot be solved with war. Because here we are a hundred years or more from the first world war in the last century (laughs) fought over the pretty much the same area being fought with the same country over oil, over oil, over land, over breathing room as Hitler called it. Like, you know, like it's not worth it now. Yeah. I don't want to come across as insensitive to people who are Ukrainian or have Ukrainian family members, who are really suffering right now, who want some form of help, right? I think what they're doing is enough. I think that what they're doing is going to get a resolution. It's not the best resolution. But I don't think these other countries that are talking about war now, they really didn't want to help Ukraine because they could have made Ukraine part of NATO and this would not have happened, right? If they made Ukraine part of NATO back when Ukraine gave up their nuclear
4: weapons.
0: Well, you can Ukraine even have, be a part of this NATO?
4: Would this would no, have it's happened. Right happen. right. This would have happened right then and there. Right. Like listen, Russia would listen. never have allowed that to happen. Right. Now, if Ukraine and, and with good reason.
3: Yes. Right. I don't like I'm trying to be sensitive as much as I know what the situation. I don't think Russia's apprehension with having Ukraine as part of NATO is unwarranted. Nobody wants to be surrounded by their enemies. Okay? Yeah. We know NATO was created specifically to keep Russia in check after the Second World War, after the
4: First World War, right? Um well, it wasn't to keep Russia in check, it was a countermeasure to the Soviet Union. Yes. Well, when it's I say Russia difference. Was the Soviet Union, right? But the Soviet Union, the Soviet Union was NATO right. of the so, east. of the East, right? Both. Okay. NATO was designed. People people look at yeah. People look at the history incorrectly. Like we only see it from the Western point of view Mm
1: -hmm. because
4: we were indoctrinated to believe that we were we were the good guys. uh, We were we were the good guys, and they're the bad guys. Mm -hmm. And you know, in the end, you know, their system of government failed, and which is why we won. However, why has NATO continued to exist post 1991? For control. If I'm Russia, my empire has fallen. We had an agreement with NATO that they would stay away from border nations. Now, the whole reason why the treaty at the end of World War II that it went through half of Europe basically at the Iron Curtain. A lot of people believe that Berlin was in the middle. No, Berlin was far in the east side of Germany. Half of Berlin was for the west because it was the capital city of Germany. That that was it. It it, it was. It's, um what do they call it um my words escape me right now it was basically breathing room like you had said that's not like that's a different concept yeah. of what he yeah. was using yeah. with levin with Lebenstrom. it was a buffer zone that's what the word i was looking for it was a buffer zone for russia in case germany got or the west got rowdy again so in 1991 when the iron curtain fell there was an agreement made that NATO wouldn't be aggressive by coming in and trying to convert those na- nations. Now tell me something. Why the hell is Lithuania and Estonia part of NATO? What significance does those countries have in any way, shape, or form? Nah, it, there it, isn't.
3: But it's, that's what I'm saying. It's, I understand why Russia has angst against NATO for trying to turn a lot of the nations that are around them into NATO members as a way to be a buffer to Russia, right? For, uh, for Western Europe to Russia. So I get where Putin and their perspective is coming from. Not that I agree with misling up cities and killing people, but I get where he's coming from, because we see American hegemony in the West, in North America and parts of the Caribbean and South America, they pretty much did the same thing to a lot of the nations in the south central and the caribbean they invaded grenada right they destabilized most of the central american governments right they interfered in some south american governments created wars and rebels they created the taliban where, where right, they, Libya,
4: they destroyed iraq
3: right destroyed, they destroyed, iraq. Iraq. destroyed all, all this stuff right all over the world trying to push american hegemony or at least undermine the former Soviet Union, and undermine other nations, right? And so the United States has used that throughout their entire um, foreign policy for the last hundred years. And now when Russia says, no, 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 you're not, we're going to come in there, come into Ukraine, there's an ethnic component to why we're coming there, right? Whatever their justification is, I get why they're doing it. I don't agree with it. But to some degree, I don't think it's worth the whole world going to war over that. If they're not going to go war over
4: other Well yeah, and that's where that's where the, the clusterfuck of World War One uh how it ended up happening. Like what we don't see is the news on the other side. Like my eyes got open to this. Uh Vlad opened my eyes to this. You remember Vlad? Yeah. Him being a Russian, and uh, back in like 2012, 2013 he was he talked to me, and and I'm familiar with the geopolitics of the area from my studies. But then he he just he he brought some things up from the Russian perspective that I never even would have thought of as as a Westerner talking about things like the Americans have essentially surrounded Russia with bases, mm-hmm. right? NATO, like and and like I've always believed this too, is like NATO lost its purpose in nineteen ninety one. The only purpose for NATO to continue to exist is to is to what eventually convert Russia. So Boris Yeltsin, who was a who was a horrible leader for Russia, he was a drunk and he sold out to Bill Clinton. The Russians absolutely despise that man, right? They hate him. He sold them out. When Putin came in, Putin basically fixed the country in order so that people started to be able to actually have a future right. Take part. Right? yeah, and and actually have a future, like commerce started going again, Russia was able to drive its economy again, it became organized again, like it it got together, and the narrative you know I find it really interesting and and no, i don 't support an invasion of another country, but we also don't understand that the Ukraine has been bobbing the Donbass region for the past six years,
1: yeah, right,
4: those people have been have been suffering because of the Ukraine, right. It's it's like how when we were told it's World War II how Hitler invaded the Czech Republic and invaded Austria. No, he didn't. He walked in. The Czech Republic, my grandmother was a Zudatenland Czech. They welcomed Hitler in because they were displaced Germans from the treaty after from the Treaty of Versailles in World War One.
1: Yeah. They they
4: welcomed them in because they were Germans. They were not Czech and they wanted to be part of Germany. So um, this this is such a complicated issue, and the news just Persuades people so f- it's so fake, and they're all they're doing is persuading the lower classes to want to go to war against Russia for something that's not going to benefit them in any way, shape, or form. They're just making it emotional. Where half of these things that are happening that they're saying it's Russia, it's actually Ukraine doing it, yeah. And the um, and the, and the war itself, like when they say like things like the wheat shortage, right? Oh, there's gonna be a wheat shortage, right. How the hell did the West exist during the Cold War? We didn't get any wheat from Russia or from or from Ukraine. Yeah, we have the prairies. We have the bread. We have we have still do. the still wheat growing area of the world. Yeah, yeah, but we still do.
3: That's why I'm like, what are they talking about wheat? Like, well, we're, he, yeah. we're,
4: throwing, he,
3: we're throwing away milk. We're throwing away wheat. We're throwing away all this all this yeah. extra stuff we have. Like, what are we talking about here? Here's my
0: here's my biggest concern with with this whole situation is that we have dumbass. Trudeau, who's been over twice now. Is there a the, problem with Trudeau there? Yeah. I got a major fucking problem with him. But, uh, so, no, but in this small time that this has been, it was, it's been about six weeks that this, is, this invasion has been happening. He's been to Europe twice, right? And the rhetoric that he keeps presenting to me is that we are protecting democracy, protecting democracy, protecting democracy. That was in his first trip, and you know there was no pushback on it because it was very a new thing. And you know, many, like you said, many people who are in Canada and have Ukrainian family members were were validly concerned for this for the situation.
4: Thirty five percent Ukrainian, by the way. Yeah, <laughs>
0: I can tell from the hair, right? So. Uh, <laughs> Now he goes back the second time. This is where this kind of pisses me off. He goes back to the second time and he talks in front of this whole European fucking bunch of people. This is the time where Trudeau was attacked massively by a bunch of MPs from a bunch of different countries. However, not...
4: They were just the fascist ones though.
0: Yeah, yeah. but you you come home here and you look at the news media here not covering any of those MP statements that were made. Like the one woman said, you are not welcome here. You're as much of a dictator as Putin is. And you're not welcome here. Other, like I think. um,
4: That was the the German rep. Yeah, that that.
0: was the German. And then there was one from, is it Slovenia or Poland? Croatia? Croatia. Croatia. Uh,
4: An extreme right
0: wing. Yeah. 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 We, in Canada, we don't see that, and we're still fed, force-fed the fact that we need to get involved. We need mm-hmm. to physically get involved. That the sanctions aren't enough. We've been doing sanctions, and we need to be involved. And I'm sitting back and being like, "Here, whoa, man." Th- I don't
3: think pains about it. I, really, I don't hear anybody. There's no war. There's no war drum being beat anywhere around me. Maybe I'm the sort of kind of people who just like I ain't fighting no war. Right. But I hear the war drum being beat here. The media can say whatever they want. People want to go on vacation because
4: we just came out of
3: cold. <laughs> yeah. people, people, are like, "Yo, keep the war." Can I go to Florida?
4: Can I? And it's to- been busy, busy as gonna- shit down here. By the way, That's yeah. what I'm saying, like yeah. nobody's so wants to busy down me. here.
3: That's what I'm saying. People are like, "Can I start my business again?" Because oh yeah, terrible what's happening in Ukraine. So do I have to pay this loan
0: back that I took out
3: to keep my business going? Yeah, I get it. People are that When can I
0: go to Disney Do I need a valentine? Yeah, so so I, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm not disagreeing with you, Jay. I, I, that's the same thing I see around. People are not. But why, my question is why is the media banging the war drum? Why are, you, why are, are you, you. You understand what I'm saying?
3: Yeah, the fear machine. That's what feeds the advertising. The fear machine. Revs people up. It's like they can't, like you said earlier, everyone said this they can't catch us with the COVID talking about because we're like, we don't care. Yes. <laughs> like 90% of your population is vaccinated. 90% is vaccinated. So everyone's like, we don't care. We're moving on. They're like, oh, what else can we get people to do to watch more commercials? Oh, war, war is coming. Look what they're doing over there. People are like, we don't care. We don't care. It's it's so even
2: started talking about like bio bio labs with more viruses and shit like that too. So,
4: if well, that's far, yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah. If the lab is compromised, then we have our next pandemic right there.
4: Yeah. and, and they're planning and, for it. So, yeah, I remember how the media said the bio labs didn't exist, and then, well, they might exist. And, and now they oh, did. Well, they did exist, but it was for it wasn't that big of well, Yeah, yeah. There was some bad shit in there. Right, yeah, <laughs> right. Like, and and the worst part is, is like. People like it, the confirmation bias that people have is so bad. Like it's well, the media lied to me about COVID, but they're not lying to me about Ukraine.
0: Yeah, that that, that that's I, my point that I'm kind of bringing across. It's like we we went through this whole two years, and you've now come to this realization that you know they lied about a lot of the stuff that we thought was true. But then we have this new cycle now with Ukraine. But the question is not there anymore right mm-hmm. we a lot of people are like oh they lied about a lot of the covid shit yeah we can all agree well, well, well why aren't canadians questioning the validity of this current news cycle as why well, see. are
2: listening to it i can't even weigh in on it cuz i'm just the, I've checked out <laughs> the,
0: this <laughs> yeah. is this is from a
4: historical perspective this has happened before yeah mm-hmm. Okay. world war 2 united states mm-hmm. 2% of americans supported going to war in world war 2 Literally the day before Pearl Harbor. Yeah. Yeah. The American media was pushing and pushing and pushing. Like back then, people would go to the movies. They'd sit down in the movies. The first thing that would play is what's going on in World War II, trying to get American hearts and minds into going Mm -hmm. to the war. The American public wanted nothing to do with World War II. They were still pissed about that they got involved in World War I in the first place. Right? It was Europe's war. It wasn't America's war. That was American isolationism at the time. And America's going to evolve because of a false flag. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Well, Pearl Harbor happened, but they knew it was coming. Yep. Right? They knew it was coming. Why the hell do you think those aircraft carriers weren't in the port when the Japanese attacked?
0: Yeah. Right? 100%.
4: Had those aircraft carriers been in the port when the Japanese attacked, the West Coast of the United States would have been beaten. Well, we're not really because a gun behind every blade of grass in the United States. They would come in, but this faith in the Americans pushing them back. But the but the whole thing was it was set up right. Right now, they're feeding that news cycle, and that could be what they're doing. And the Biden administration said before, oh, Russia is going to do a false flag attack to um, create um, to give them reason to go into this war, which they didn't do. They just went to war and but you know you know who is an expert at false flag attacks? That's the CIA. Yeah. Right?
1: Yeah.
4: So um,
3: Listen man, good luck to them. Cause I don't <laughs> think people have the appetite. People yeah. like people do not have the appetite for war right now. They just got out of Afghanistan. What how many trillions of dollars that cost? They just got out of Iraq what, five years before that? How much trillions of dollars that cost? Right, they're printing money to go to war in these places, to give their corporations reasons to make more money and, and sell
4: more guns. And, well, and, I mean, what 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 if an EMP blast were to hit Canada and all these people in hospitals die because the EMP blast took out some of these hospitals and these people couldn't get the treatment? And they say it came from Russia. How would people's appetites change at that point? Yeah. So that's what you got to watch out for. That's what happened with Pearl Harbor.
0: So yeah. I I can't say I, I I have a client. I won't say who, but she's very involved into the uh, the bank, right? And I I've I've asked her. I was very transparent. I'm like, you know, how exposed are we to the a, a potential war in Europe, right? And basically, the what she said is the bank's only concern right now is the weakness of our power grid right so i a cyber attack on the financial banking system won't have much impact but she said that there is a constant like what they're trying to figure out and what the the implications can be here and i and i and i think that you know we could go on for hours and hours how this ties into world economic forum and all that kind of shit but Klaus Schwab did say there was
2: going to be a cyber attack to make COVID
0: look small. <laughs> yes, exactly. So when when I, when I kind of heard that information from her saying that, that Canada and the U.S.'s power grid is the area of concern where there are holes where, you know, say a major Russian cyber attack did occur. It's not going to occur to our financial bank. They're not going to steal our money. It's worthless. Right, Canadian money is worth worthless right now, right? Uh, what are they gonna do? They're gonna cripple our ability to get energy. Our energy our energy. And when like we said at the start of the podcast, and I'll say it right now as we finish, you always have to follow the money, right? What is the biggest commodity has that gone up in price in the last three months compared to the last two years? Fucking oil. Right? It's oil. When you follow the money, so now you're thinking, well, oil's gone up so much; it costs so much just to drive. Well, how do you cripple the whole economy? You take away the, your ability to even produce energy, and so I think where this leads to is like, like you said, where I mean, we could go on a whole fucking. They'll label us a bunch of conspiracy theorists, but like, we're, what we're looking at is the the major implication that I think Canadian and North America has to really watch out for in this kind of a situation with this war is not us getting. So much involved is, you know, buddy boy, one of the president or the prime minister saying something so fucking dumb that, you know, they do launch a cyber attack and they do cripple our energy system. Then what are we going to do? Well, that's terrible. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. remember, there was
4: a cyber attack in the united states a year ago on an oil pipeline and it really screwed up fuel do yeah, you remember in, that on in the east texas coast?
0: right in texas right
4: yeah on the east coast yeah. yeah so it was on the east coast
0: i i can't remember it might have been texas but i mean oh, I, 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 I mean can. that's that's a prime <laughs> but that's a prime example of you know where the hole is right and you know a lot of people were pulling their money out of the bank when the freedom convoy started seizing money a, and i'm like Well, when I look at this objectively, when I look at this, this war and how it ties into Canada, Canada politics and economics, we don't even produce our own energy here because we're afraid of fucking polluting our environment for some reason. See, this is
2: why I'm not worried about what I'm going to do with my business if another lockdown happens or anything like that, because really, the the future is up in the air. It's completely unpredictable. We're, We're at the mercy of people who are. Are pulling strings, we don't even know what they're up to. Well, I'd I everybody
3: that y'all you, better start storing up on water. Get mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. So, <laughs> right start now, to... it's I just got to put a bucket outside because it's fucking That's it. boring. Exactly. Collect <laughs> <laughs> your water.
3: On
1: tap well, right.
4: well I'll tell you guys what I'm doing right now is because, uh, you know, it's like I'm trying to be – as smart as I can to, to move around like when I got out of Canada it was like my family was like you're crazy why are you leaving right now I'm, like, I'm leaving so before I you know before I'm not I'm not able to oh that's not going to happen and like seven days later <clears throat> travel got shut down right right and then they're like how did you know I'm like guys stop watching the mainstream media <laughs> <laughs> right and so anyway I have a property here in Placencia that I don't want right it's like a beautiful property it's a quarter acre it's like right next to the ocean on the Placencia Lagoon, which is basically the ocean because it's not really a lagoon. It's just brackish water in a bay that goes to the ocean. Brackish water is like half, uh, half fresh. Half half half. Half. Yeah, half fresh. half. And there's crocs in there too, so it's, you don't swim in it. Um, <laughs> but uh, anyway, we're moving up to a place called, uh, we're looking to buy some land just outside of a place called Spanish Lookout. Spanish Lookout is a Mennonite community. Um, because I'm looking at our property here, which I, I kind of got influenced to buy it. I didn't, my plan moving here wasn't to get it, but it was kind of cool because the, the beach here is ridiculous. Right. So, um, anyway, we're buying property just outside of Spanish lookout. And, uh, that's where all the Mennonites are. And when they grow, like there's like, there's food, there's land, there's, they're the mafia in Belize, right. Which just tells you the kind of country that's pretty cool. Mm. <laughs> um, And, um, yeah, we're going to buy land out there and we're going to start to grow because, like, I don't want to be near the ocean because the land here is useless. I want to be in a spot where I can grow my own freaking food and be close Mm -hmm. to the people who produce it, right? Because, you know, shit hits the fan, um, you know, you got to start. The last place I'd want to be is in a city, I'll tell you that. Yeah. Last place I ever want to be actually is in a city, but anyway.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but, I mean – I, I'll let's let's fight let's wrap this shit up anyway because it's been over two hours but it, i mean i think i think it was a i mean a great conversation so thank you guys all for for joining me for that but i mean to to wrap this this whole discussion up i think you know as as doom and gloom as a lot of this stuff is i think we still have to remember that it is there is some fucking hope in there and the, i think the hope that is there is the the ability to have conversations like this and still be able to think freely put it that way where you know we do have all this media you know trying to manipulate or whatever i think the most important thing we can take away from all of this is that like 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 jay said you know it is coming and and, right It, it is coming and you know you can either stress out about it or you can just keep using intellectual conversations like we're having right here and and you know you never know who's listening and 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 you can always, like like Linda said, you're like, you're. T- I'm tired of trying to talk to people, right? Same with me. I got tired of trying to talk to people and convince people. Like if we're trying to always convince people that, you know, what's going on, you're going to, there's billions of fucking people. We're never going to be able to do that. But the most important part is, like we said, to, to be able to freely think and to be able to put conversations like this out there. Because I think that's the only way that, you know, you're going to be able to, you know, fight this thing. You know what I mean? But anyway, thank all you f- uh, fucking guys uh, for doing this shit. Uh, thank you, uh, appreciate Ashton. it. And it was a
3: pleasure meeting you. Uh, I nice meeting you guys. <laughs> Chris, good good to meet great you,
4: Linda. I feel like we should have let Linda talk about the World Economic Forum a little longer. <laughs> she really <looked> like <laughs> she not have forever. that kind of time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, we'll do uh, it. We'll, we'll do it again. We'll do it again. But thank you uh, guys J- for it, uh, Jason. Great to see you, brother.
3: you always my friend, everybody.
0: Yeah. Thank you for watching. Please do me a favor. Click the like below, share on YouTube, share on Instagram, share on Facebook, spread the word so I can keep creating more content for you and keep providing you with a great podcast experience.
4: Peace out.